I'm going to smash my balls on, on live recording. <laughs> on live recording. <laughs> audio. This is going to be the most violent episode of the Weeb Crew yet. <laughs> <laughs> Good? I don't know. Are you good? You just, it seems like you just think your camera was tilted a bit too high. Just let's lower it a little bit. Okay, I, I'll have to. I'm gonna try that again. <laughs> don't worry, I'm a plush right now. I think if we're using the right. Okay, <laughs> you can find um, the exclusive footage of Steve <laughs> smashing his balls. I on guess the crew yeah. Patreon. on Patreon right now. <laughs> Welcome to the Weep Crew <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Booby, as always. Got sigh. I don't want to be here. Well, Damn. you're the one that brought us here. <laughs> this is all your like, idea. Wait a, wait a minute. This operation was your idea. <laughs> and as uh, our special guest today, we got Stephen. That's me. I guess this will probably be based on, because we were supposed to record with um, Gil and Jaden tonight, but um, well, we were actually supposed to record last week, but then someone... Had to have their fucking appendix burst. So that threw a wrench yes. and everything. And, yeah, we just, we were going to record tonight, but then other things happened. So now we're recording here. Um, I did not, full disclosure, that was something to do with me. I did, I did not make anything <laughs> what, what did you do? <laughs> nothing, nothing. I'm just, um, I'm just clarifying, just clarifying. Sound awfully guilty. No, no, no. I'm just making sure. Based on when this should be going up, this will be the first episode of 2024. Wow, look at that. I'm bringing the new year in. Hell yeah, which year. means you're the first guest of The Weeb Crew Season 2. <laughs> Damn. Start this with a height. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We're, we're doing podcast seasons now because... Damn. Why I don't not? You really are. You've been corporatized. Corporatized. There we go. I like how Season 1 is just two years and 20-some-odd episodes. Still like, yeah, well, it's 22 episodes, so it's about the length of like a two-core anime, like... Yeah, that's, well, I think 22 that is pretty sense. regular in American television production. Yeah, it's a respectable two-core. It's not 26, yes. like those, you know, greedy or God, Yeah, God forbid, two cores. 27, like fucking Gurren Lagann. God, way uh, too long. Ugh. Yeah, no. It's 22, that that's like uh, psychopaths. <laughs> 27 is the episode exactly of which, um, that's that's the limit of how much Garnets can produce before they blow up, basically. <laughs> before their entire uh-huh. studio falls apart. Yeah, because one of those episodes I'm pretty sure was outsourced, so it'd be 26 yeah. probably. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. What happened to uh, yeah uh, Nadia? Is that when around when it got shipped out? Yeah, to yeah. That's when they uh, realized they can't handle the show that's 30 episodes plus. It's it's very funny how how you know we talk about Gainax as if it's like this big studio when yeah they they could barely manage to pro- they, they they couldn't produce Evangelion on their own. No, they had to get a different studio on it, and that was the case for like everything past. Evangelion too. It's like most of them were like co-productions. Yeah. No, there were quite a few co-productions of Shaft, which is always interesting. Yeah, and uh, um, JC so, Staff with uh, Kari Kano. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think technically um, Gurren Logan is all Gainax, but it does have a lot of, I think they have a couple episodes just outsourced to different people. What was the case later on with like when you get to, into like C3 Boom Pleiades where like Trigger had been like founded by that point. So a lot of people... Had left Gainax for for one of their one of their successor states, basically. Yeah, one of the several of them. Yeah, which one's the, on the true pocket. successor to Gainax? Is it a? Uh, is it Kara? Mm. Is it Trigger? How do we define? It, it really it depends on how you um, option, how you define what Gainax was. I would say. Yeah. Do you define them by their tax evasion? Then it's probably <laughs> going to be Gainax. <laughs> if you define them by like. 
I don't know, the stuff they've done post Evangelion, uh, you know, the sort of more kooky stuff, you might define it as trigger. Trigger, yeah. If yeah. you define them as Hideaki Anno, the evil, yeah, where, where, where Anno made shit for a while. <laughs> yeah, it would be Kara. And, you know, it's like him and his friends who could never stop making the same thing ever again. Uh, what's like, um, there's another one too. I think it's like Gainax Kyoto. Yeah, I think that was an offshoot, but I think that has to do with Gaina and that, because that was, I think, when... Um... Something happened. That was just like a shell I remember there being something... tax evasion. Yeah, because I think that... The... Yeah, I think it was something like that. Like, now, but now the, there's just, like, I remember there was, like, ones. a tweet. There was a tweet that specifically said, we are not associated with Gainax, and I'm like... <laughs> Probably not what? anymore. Um, Gaina's really funny, because it was originally, like, Fukushima Gainax. Yeah. And then it split off to become Gaina which is not affiliated with Gainax and then just moved back from Tokyo. And, and then it became their office in Fukushima just became Gaina Fukushima. Yeah, there you go. Um, it, it is interesting. Cause I think they're actually releasing a new show soon, aren't they? Cause I know, um, I know Sakamoto is the character designer. Right? Uh, yes. Oh yeah. Gr- oh yeah. Grendizer. Yeah. They're bringing back Grendizer. Right. Oh shit. That's a uh, pretty big in France, isn't it? They'd fucking love that. Uh, I remember seeing there was a, a Grandizer video game that ha- that had come out recently as well. That I was just like, um, just the revival of the Grandizer series. The media it was, mix approach. It's it's if it's literally just Breath of the Wild, but with Mecha. Okay, I'm not well, even so joking. Better. What the fuck? <laughs> that sounds better. <laughs> It's an open world. I guess you just run around and beat shit up. Okay. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> this looks kind of scuffed in a way. Like being it a does. giant robot running around with little trees. <laughs> little trees. It's just and like an open Breath world. Of the wild clone. <laughs> now, what I'm interested in here, I'm, I'm going to look at this right now. Uh, what's the situation with uh, Uru and Blue? Has kind of finally accepted that's not going to happen, or are they still like pretending it is? Uh, I think it's it, they. Um, <laughs> I see. I see an update. Uh, they still have not. Year. They still have not denied that it's no longer in production. But mm, interesting. I mean, from what I, I don't think Gainax has any staff anymore. I think it's mostly just. The most activity I've heard from Gainax as of late has been their work to preserve... Um, well, it's been made at Gainax, that's what I mean. Um, oh. Like, Uru and Blue's production at, at this point, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be at Gainax. Maybe then? Because there's other stuff coming out that's supposed to be coming out from Gainax as well, like um, something called... Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. So it is credited for Gainax on Annualist. So Yeah, that's basically just the new mm-hmm. new hub of Gainax. Maybe, yeah. Okay, I guess there's also a um, third aim for the th- uh, top Gunbuster Three. Yep. Which Gunbuster Three that's definitely out. come out. I have no idea what the hell Rescue Academia is. Yeah, there's all this stuff that uh, Earl and Blue was supposed to. Yeah, it was announced that uh, Earl and Blue will, will premiere worldwide in 2022. Two years Shit, later. Wow, I can't wait for it. I mean, I can't that's wait. like a year ago. It must already be out. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe uh, it so already I, finished yeah, it. Yeah, so it's one of those things where, but I also don't want to say that it's been like canceled because I remember with um, Pluto. Um, oh yeah, there was there was like rumors going around that like Pluto's like uh, production had been canceled along the way or yeah. something like that. Yeah, I mean it was completely Obviously, that's not true. 
Yeah, they were. Yeah, well, I think they were very quickly just like um, refuted. So yeah, I, maybe well, that's maybe that's what we need to do. Let's let's start a rumor. All right, guys, yeah. everyone listening, everyone listening yes. right now, let's let's all say that Earl and Blue has been canceled due to um, production issues, and then. When that goes viral, they'll have to say something. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, the Outer King told me so. Oh. Very trustworthy, so uh, he knows it must be true. Very trustworthy. He is the king. Just, just shoot him in the- <laughs> Yes, I mean, why, why wouldn't he know? He's, he's very why? closely affiliated with the production. Absolutely. It certainly hasn't not been part of the production for 30 years. <laughs> for 30 years. He's, he's a very popular YouTuber, which is surprising. Yeah, I think he does a lot of live streaming, doesn't he? Uh, okay, typing in Oda King. Oh, here he is. Yeah, I think it's Toshio Okada slash Oda King or something like that. Yeah, Oda King slash Toshio Okada. Hey, he has over a million subs. God damn. He has an English channel too, right? Yeah, yeah, he's got like a dubbed version or he has yeah, although it's... dubbed videos on his channel. Right, yeah. I mean, there was also, I think one of the better videos uh, that he's done, uh, uh, I don't know how recently, this is about a year ago, but it was him talking about why, despite the fact that the anime industry is making so much goddamn money, uh, you know, animators are still being paid like shit. Uh, a- anime budgets are still more or less, from what I understand, around the same as what they've always been. Despite maybe the fact with that- inflation, they have definitely went up. You know, you can definitely see the yeah. amount they went up. I think the problem is again, Oda King doesn't actually work in the industry, so he might say stuff like, right. "Yeah, they are just like they're on the '90s when like they've actually kind of tripled." Right. From like those periods or like at least from the early 2010s. The fact that the video was then put up onto the animator dormitory projects YouTube channel or like their second channel or something like yeah. that does I feel like at least like give it a little bit more credibility than a lot of the other yeah, like I mean, stuff he will say. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I do think, uh, I mean, he, if anything, if anyone knows about getting fucked over by promotion, uh, production committees, it's probably people who used to work at Gynax. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, just, that's just exactly pretty much every one of their experiences. Even with Ava, right? That was the joke with Ava. It was like, Ava, their deal was terrible, but they just made so much money, it didn't matter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what was, yeah, because who the fuck was on the production committee? It was like fucking everyone, wasn't it? Uh, it would be King Records was the main King the Records, main yeah. Are you going to see Sega? Sega would be on it. Oh, yes, Sega, of course. Have you seen Isakai yes. san by the way? I have seen the reference that he makes because he knows that they did it. He knows it as a Kellyan is because it was produced by he probably Sega. Played, um, he probably played the Sega Saturn games because two of them released first games that came out for Evangelion are the two impression games for Sega Saturn exclusively. That's right. Yeah. And there was a Sega Saturn in Evangelion. There was? Yes. Um, that's... Uh, playing it. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh. The president, cross president's house. Yeah. That's a... Uh, what effective product placement. What was the beer? Oh, was that well, a technically, beer company? Technically, it is, though, because Sega Saturn is the most... Uh, the best-selling Sega console ever in Japan. Really? More than Genesis? Wow. Yeah, it can be yes, directly credited to Evangelion and Asuka playing. Yeah, Ava, it's all, Ava's, it's all <laughs> because all? of the Ava game. Of course. That's yeah. it. That's, yeah. that's why the PS2 sold so well, because they made Evangelion 2. <laughs> it's true. Was there a beer company involved with Evangelion, which is why Masato is like constantly drinking? She got drinking. a specific brand, doesn't she? Yeah, I thought so. What, what was the brand? It might brand? not be a production committee. It could just be like, was it Sapporo? Uh, it might be different than the rebuilds. Yeah, I think it is different than the rebuilds. I... Okay. Yeah, um, but in the yeah, rebuilds, Beesh? they probably have like an actual. Ah, yeah, no, Beesh. this. Uh, no, it looks like Yibisu. This is a frame from the. No, it's a, it's an off brand. Yeah, 
Yabishu. Yabichu. Yabichu. Was it like, did they have to change it? Was it like they had it as a certain thing in the first episode and they changed it later on the yeah, series? Oh, when they, when they released it on home remember. media? Maybe, I can't remember. I mean, that'd be a good thing to check because we do have yeah, like the original TV release of Evangelion. That'd be interesting. Um, I mean, the best beer product placement in anime is, of course, Penguin's Memories. Yeah. It's hard to beat. <laughs> hard to beat, even though there's no beer in the fucking movie. Yeah, they don't even drink. That's the thing. They don't even drink beer at they the bar. Nope. <laughs> nope. Interesting. They drink like yeah, cocktails and wine and all kinds of shit. But they don't drink beer in a beer advertisement. Yeah. Have you seen uh, Penguin's Memories, Steve? I don't think I have. Uh, do you know what it is? Is that like the Vietnam penguin film? Yes. Yeah. And the thing with the penguins are they are, what was it, a mascot for Sapporo beer or? Uh, Suntory. Suntory beer. Suntory, there you go. Well, that makes sense. So, like, the mascot can do anything, though. That's the, that's the media mix way, right? So, the mascot, the mascot doesn't actually that's have the, to that's drink the, beer. That's the media mix thing, is that the mascot can do anything, including being in a very dour, like, coming home from war movie. <laughs> I think we made the joke of, like, the fucking Anheuser... Budweiser fucking uh, frogs from oh, like yeah. the 1990s frogs. like commercials in- being in fucking Jacob's Ladder. Put them in Jacob's Ladder. Yeah, so it gets you to buy beer mm. because the movie's really depressing and you just kind of want to drink afterwards. I can see what they're going for. I mean, I'm waiting for the Noid to be in Jacob's Ladder. <laughs> I mean, the Noid kind of deserves it, to be honest. The Noid, uh, the paranoid. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There we Easy. go. So we had to talk about anime. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? We should probably do like... We should probably do like a proper like uh, introduction oh, yeah, now yeah, for really the episode now that we've like we rambled, rambled on and gotten off track. Did we? Did we do it? We did, said we, hello. We already did the intro. We already did the intro, but you know, we, we you got to do the thing of like, well, well, now we got to have our guest introduce himself. Oh, oh, I got to do that. Yes, uh, you need to yeah, introduce yourself. Do, do your like um, yeah. Well, I told you you need to write like a five hundred word essay, and then you have that prepared, and you're just gonna read it off. Uh, yeah, and I, I did what I always did, which is um, I didn't write anything. And I'm just going to improv. What did you What did you bring for show and tell? <laughs> uh, me, I'm the I'm the I'm the thing. Flush. Yeah. Oh. Oh shit. Yeah. I guess. Uh, uh. Well, by the time this comes out, I think the project will be over. So we'll see if it wins or falls. But that mm. was a surreal one. I've never. I got approached by some company like last year early. They were like, "Do you want to do a plush?" And I was like, "Um, I don't know if that could actually be successful, but I think it'd be funny." So. Yeah, we are now. You know, we actually we got now. approached for the same thing. I don't. It wasn't the same company. Yeah, we did, though. and we're like, um, we're really? not going to be able to get like the two hundred or like one hundred <clears throat> number of shipments necessary to put it in production. Yeah, oh, getting prototypes would be neat. Yeah, it is neat when you start getting like emails of people being like, "Oh, you, are you interested in doing this deal?" It's like, thanks for acknowledging our existence but no <laughs> i feel validated as a content creator now that sponsors are reaching out yeah speaking of which today's sponsor <laughs> oh my god i don't think we're gonna have a sponsor this g- in this episode is it will uh, be the next one i guess it's gonna have to go on the sponsor is mine there we go they could buy my plush even though it's probably too late it's gonna have to go on gill <laughs> and jaden's because it's gotta go up before uh J- december's over oh okay uh, never mind, this episode's not sponsored, which is why I can now say. Well, I think on the bright side, uh, I think that link never expires, so it's not like we're not sponsored. It's not like we're not sponsored. We just don't have to do any more, any more ad reads. Any more ad reads. 
which we didn't unless, never have unless to do, they ask us to do more. We didn't never have to do them on YouTube anyway. It was only on. Uh, I guess by the fact that we're talking about having a sponsor, we're already like this is already has already been sponsored. So uh, it's a kind of viral marketing. Yeah. 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 I thought it, I thought it'd be a funny idea to have like Beeb Crew fucking plushes, but I don't think they were actually going to do like uh, what your sponsor did and actually like send us one. <laughs> Make a pro, make us like a prototype. Yeah, yeah like I think they were gonna, they would probably do like a mock up, like a on the computer or something, like draw one or something. But right, yeah, not yeah. Send well, this the, the issue with that, like uh, the pro, so the process. I mean, I don't know if people at home want to know how this goes. Like what I effectively did is I drew them a picture, and then they drew me like a, a schematic uh, of what their like rough illustration would be, and then we went back and forth on a couple of bits and details of it, and then they created a rough plush. And I would go like, okay, the ears are wrong, the eyes are wrong, or like I want this bigger. I think the head needs to be a bit more this shape. Legs should be this size. Maybe the legs should be longer. His balls just uh, be much larger. Uh, yeah, I said that too. <laughs> Give him more of an ass. <laughs> I mean, what I feel like would be more appropriate, especially given your your interest, maybe we would just be mm-hmm. have like like those like vinyl figures that YouTubers are also getting now. Uh, oh, like yeah, the knockoff cool. Funkos or something. Yeah, something like that. Uh, just get, I just get like a shitty 3D printer, and I just like I send them out unpainted. And we just we just market them as Weeb Crew Garage Kits. Weeb Crew Garage Kits. Now, if you do that, you got to make sure you got a like a girl. I know you got like a little girl on the interesting stickers you have. But you need like yes, a, there a real we go. crude girl, a Weeb Crew girl, like a real a real uh, media you, mix. You can hog, <laughs> you can hog lure yourself. Be sure to uh, take a picture, post it on Twitter, and 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 add us with it. And we'll yeah, tag yeah. you on an episode. Nothing will attract sponsors more than a viral campaign like that. I, I swear to you, <laughs> they're all going to really love that and not absolutely run away. <laughs> They're not gonna run away at the at the idea of their their figures. I'm just gonna we're just gonna see we're just gonna keep up with the euphemism of being hot glued. We yeah, don't want using hot glue and stuff like someone, that. Someone, yeah, someone's like it. someone who doesn't know what we're talking about is actually just going to like put hot glue on a figure and be like, "I did it." We're like, "No, that wasn't." People I mean, do that, that, like, that Yeah, well, I, mean, I guess people do still do that. I don't like. I guess some people like the aesthetic of like them just covered in cum, but they don't. But they don't <laughs> they want, just they do don't want to actually glue, like, so they don't have to clean it off every fucking time. What do you mean? That, wait, what do you mean they? they like the aesthetic? I don't know. Like they, that's a whole Bye. fucking like thing. Like the whole bakake shit. Like that's a whole, like a whole thing in itself. So like, well, you if you wanted to see this circles. character just be covered in fucking cum all the time. You use hot glue and it just will never dry. It'll never turn brown. And it's always looks like she got cummed on recently. <laughs> so, Steve, for the viewers who are unfamiliar <laughs> with you, would you like to uh, tell us a little um, bit about yourself? I, I make videos on the Internet. That's crazy. I know. And um, yeah. they usually are about anime these days, I guess. But they were Sometimes. not about anime. I guess like, yeah. you have like some videos on like... Uh, What's the, like the well, Nohabe's like video? That's like one of the more popular ones. 
Oh, you made that yeah, video well, on um, Scott Pilgrim recently. That's not. <laughs> I did. That's not. Oh, anime. oh shit! Oh fuck! That's so funny. I didn't think people were still like into this conversation because I'm a bit late to it. You you did yours like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and um, you got I've no got, like, views. It's been like I said last I checked, there was like forty thousand views. It hasn't even been two days. It's like fucking hell, these people are still Who's going. There's like four hundred comments of people. Most who don't people, seem to have even watched it, but well, that, those are kind of we've talked about this before. Those are the kinds mm. of comments you want. You want people. Yeah, I'm, who I'm getting just, a little crazies. Yeah, who like who are just like so brain rotted? They just see a video and immediately like comment on it without having like even watching the video because that's. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. It boosts engagement. I saw a couple of people who think I got the opposite conclusion at the end. I'm not sure how they managed that. <laughs> They're like, it's anime. I'm like, I literally said it was. And I don't really, I don't, you know, I'm not that invested on the topic. And so I was, like, was going to make this video anyway. This is just the perfect, like, set on the ground for it. I was just wondering how yeah. I ever advertise it. Because, like, I thought the idea of making a video that's called What is Anime? I'm like, no one's going to fucking watch that. Who gives a shit? They're like, yeah, I know what anime is. So I'm going to watch this shit. Yeah. So, like, I mean, gotta that do, was always going to be the You got to do the quote unquote anime problem. Yeah, that was uh, that. What came to me in the middle of the night? I think I had not slept in a while, finishing it up, and I was like, "What the fuck are you going to call this video?" Because originally it was going to be something about Scott Pell. I'm like, "Well, it's not trending as much as now. It's been out for a couple of weeks." Yeah. So I'm like, ah, I got to keep to my stick to my guns. The anime problem. There we go. Yeah. Quotation marks. There we go. That's how, and that's how you know it's a Steven video. When yeah. It's... Yeah. They'll know. They'll know. And they can be angry that I called it the problem. But I thought I thought in this situation, uh, the title makes enough sense because the problem is always about. How do you clarify what is and isn't something which is already yes. going to be an artistic statement? Here, a, a here there's an actual problem. And Scott yeah. Pilgrim is problematic. So there you go. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean, even the uh, even the new show seems to think about that. You know, they're kind of like very aware and making jokes about that. I've not seen it yet, and <laughs> it's pretty good. I liked it. Well, so I got some people. Have you read the oh, comic? That's so funny. I have, uh, but it was about okay. ten years ago. So See, I I've not read the comic them. and I saw the movie like like a month and a half ago for the first time. I see. So I feel like if I went in to the anime, I'd be kind of confused. Um, Maybe. Just because it's, it's, it's a bit more like um, like metatextual, I guess. Yeah, there is or an like, element like, of that to it. Yeah. Though if you've seen the movie, you know the beats and they reference the movie quite a bit too. Okay. Which is okay. what I thought was an interesting thing about it is that like, oh God, I'm knocking my glass. What's interesting is how it references basically every little piece of the uh, the media mix quote of Scott Pilgrim. You know, there's references mm. to like the author, there's references to the movie, there's references to the video game. Right, right, right. In like small little ways. Isn't um, isn't there? Um, who's the director for the movie? Hmm? Um, who who directed well, the movie again? I can't remember his fucking name. Edgar Wright, and in the anime, Ed- there's Edgar Wrong. Who's Edgar the, Wrong. <laughs> you know, yeah, I saw he's that. A director. That's funny. That's pretty good. Um, and then Mumi won't watch it because he hates Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, I'm not a scalper. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it probably rubs some people the wrong way, for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, I understand. I, some people were pissed off because, I mean, I guess this is just how, like, the um, the outrage merchant culture yeah. war machine goes. Is that, I've seen like, a couple oh, people say it's woke, and I was like, it's what woke? the fuck are you, what, what world are you <laughs> living in? I, I, I tell people being angry, and I don't know what they're angry about. I don't know if it's the video or if they're just angry I'm talking about Scott Pilgrim. Um, but yeah, I'm just like this thing from 2004 is is what the fuck are you on about? I don't. No, I think they think that. No, they think. I think the idea is that 
Scott Pilgrim, the original one, is based, and then oh. the new one is, is woke because it has What's the difference? a woman main <laughs> character is the idea. Is, I um, guess they didn't read it because she's kind of like a main character in, in the comic books, definitely. Well, like, it's, it's, it's very like, I mean, people, the people who like story. make YouTube videos about this also probably do not watch the things that they're talking about. They're just, no. they just read like shit off Twitter or articles they didn't write, basically. And I did see someone who said something like they thought that the West was the one propagating isekai. And I'm like, bro, do you even know where that term came from? Like, <laughs> like, like yeah, wait, what do you think you about? I mean, I guess the interesting thing about that is that, like, uh, if you actually go to, like, the Wikipedia page for isekai, it, in English, it predates the uh, Japanese one, which is always kind of funny to me. Um, yeah, because it's a I think work. people, from what, I mean, from, I'd imagine that people outside of Japan, at least in English-speaking communities, they seem to be much more anal-retentive uh, or just assholes when it comes to isekai and, be, like, everything about it, basically. Whereas, like, it's, yes. it doesn't seem to be, like, something that's, like, as much of a, a point of general anime fan conversation in Japan, at least from what I've seen. There might be some. I, I feel that it's this case with... Uh maybe the English fandom and you see it. I mean, I, you ever like watched an old podcast for like from anime creators from like uh, 20 years ago or like mm-hmm, back yeah. in 2006 and you kind of hear all the stuff they're talking about and you kind of get an impression of like what their like pet peeves were with anime in like 2006. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And you kind of get this interesting, like the word Moe comes up a lot. Oh, interesting. I guess that would, yeah. that would, that would probably align with, um, what was it, Densha Otoko that really popularized the term moe? Made well, it that, a army um, word. That, like I'm saying on the English side, but they're like worried about it, I guess, because it's like, I think a lot of them are sort of more old heads who are like... Oh, who are worried like about moe taking over anime? Yeah. yeah, I think they're like, well, this moe stuff, ugh. I remember there being a sentiment like as like, like I wasn't in into anime i was in the fandom at the time but i remember like from mm. the outside there being a general kind of sentiment of like a- apprehension that like uh, haruhi and like lucky star and like these like slice of life shows that were kind of coming over and becoming popular and taking over like the spaces uh yeah then- what's interesting to me at least is um I guess it's the lack, and maybe I see it a little different from being not in like the American space, but I, I know how it worked, how it like developed. And you can see, it, I guess, with manga video over here, but like the way anime as we know it was advertised to these people during that sort of era was as like exploitation grindhouse stuff. You know, Akira did well. Right. And yeah. They kind of looked, especially with manga video here, and I know it happened in the, Amer- the States as well, they looked for everything they could find that was remotely close to it, even though that stuff wasn't a majority of what was coming out. But they just tried to find everything they could for that market. And then I feel a lot of people who grew up in that era assumed, well, this is what anime just was. But no, it's just what you were given because what they knew they could market to you, what you buy. Right. And it's like a manufactured sort of uh, position of what a genre is. Because like, you know, for the most part, if they ever learned what that word is or they used Japanimation and stuff, it's because those words were created, weren't necessarily created, but they were popularized, I think, by people trying to sell you stuff. Like, there yep. were definitely small groups of fans who used these terms beforehand. And I think Jaden's video gets into that a bit. But, you know, like, if you talk to the Fred Pattons and stuff, they, like, talk about the fight between, like, the smaller communities in terms of how do we describe this thing we're into as a hobby? Like, are we going to use the word Japanimation or do we use the word anime? Because you look mm-hmm. at his earliest talks he does in, like, the late, I guess it'd be the early 80s, he just uses the word Japan animation or Japanese mm-hmm. animation when he's talking Japanese about it. Which it doesn't, right. doesn't roll off the tongue. So I think he's looking for no. something a little more simple. 
Uh, I can understand why you would be averse to the term Japanimation, though, because yeah, what Jamie yes. talks about is it's basically ungraceful. Just, yeah, um, and also, also yeah, anime is just a lot easier to say. Yeah, and um, it's a bit boomer, especially because I think what happened is like some of those bigger American companies started using the term, like they were in the in, in the know, but everyone had kind of started moving towards anime, so they were just in completely out of touch. So I'm I think just they might be like a it. real asshole. It's gonna be a real asshole yeah. to start being like, oh yeah, I want Doga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You might as well just start calling it Donghua because you know if we're gonna go back, if we're going back to the source. Mm, yeah. Chinese words. Chinese words. It's like, oh, you mean, uh, you know, you oh, you watch Chinese animation? No. What? Well, like, like, I'm rationally offended. Like, yeah. Well, well, no, why I the fuck would I watch I, Chinese animation? I don't say anything about it being Chinese. <laughs> yes. But it's, it's interesting because, like, it, it definitely matters, like, at what era you got into anime, right? Yeah, <clears throat> like, yeah I, see, kinda... uh, I can see in the comments because I can see the people who grew up in that era, they're always telling me the golden age, which doesn't mean anything in anime. It's like the 90s and the 2000s, or if they're a bit older, it's the 80s and the 90s. Yeah. Yes. And I like, think it's just really funny. Well, I mean, it reminds like... with that Arno quote where he says, like, anime's dead. He's like, he basically said, like, you know, from 1985 to 1995, anime hasn't changed at all, it's stagnated. <laughs> and I just think it's so funny when I hear those people say that now. Just to hear someone mm-hmm. who lived through that. We've like, had like a yeah. uh, kind of like general swath of like mm. generations now on the podcast as guests. Like, you yeah. know, like William Chow, uh, Happy Console Gamer. Who's um, the youngest we've had on? Was it Roger? He's only like what? Like 14. <laughs> he just turned 20. Yeah, yeah, He's turning 20 this yeah, year, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Ro- yeah, Ro- yeah, Roger Smith, two thousand four. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's pretty twenty years. <laughs> and I'm, uh, um, I don't know, I'm, maybe I'm in the middle. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm about to break thirty soon. You're about to reach the the heights of the this, us cool, all cool kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the veterans of the the community, I guess now. Um, um, but yeah, I, th- I always think like, because like you always think of like back in like the nineties when people were complaining about Sailor Moon. S- yes, fucking saturating the industry, and you look back as like dog. What? Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, because well, yeah, you can literally go on like and find like old Usenet posts of people complaining about that. One of the funniest things, and I forget where I read this, but it was basically like otaku in the eighties were very upset when the OPs for mecha anime stopped saying the name of the show. Oh yeah, in the open wow. song. It's so interesting that. when you hear this that stuff, just like these sort of like weird sort of idiosyncrasies that sort of people they, they yeah, get used yeah. to them and then suddenly like it's not there and there's a whole debate and you're like, I didn't even think about it. I didn't even think about yeah. it. Like, what? I can't wait for in ten years where people are like, Yeah, can we can we stop having these vague as fuck one word titles? Can we go back to just having like the really long light novel titles like in the good old days? Like when anime yeah, starts it's... fucking adopting the YouTube clickbait algorithm kind of shit, where it's trying oh, to I was, I was thinking more like, uh, like, like I was, it's yeah, gonna be really difficult when it happens because then they're gonna be taking my shit and they're gonna. Uh, what, am I, what am I gonna do when they start putting problem in the title of their things? <laughs> am I gonna start calling it the problem problem? The they're gonna problem, fuck me problem, problem. The problem children problem. Yeah, and I'm like, problem fuck, that children. sounds terrible. Fuck. Just call it the problem. The problem. Yeah, shit. Ah, okay. <laughs> See, uh, yeah, so it just becomes like a Hollywood movie title instead. It was just one well, word. See, at that, at that point, YouTube's meta will be acronyms, so you'll just have to put TP. <laughs> T- 
Dude, I don't have to click my, my the trademark. video to figure out what you're trying to. Oh no! <laughs> Anyone talking about cyberpunk is gonna be fucked. Oh no! <laughs> it's already a problem. Uh, you gonna take me if I say cyberpunk? <laughs> the cyberpunk problems. The TPCP. The, the CP problem. Oh, I've been struggle with that one. I have to work on my logistics. Uh, it's like I'm just making like a snarky, like a snarky cartoon, like like rant sona being like the problem with cyberpunk and that just gets abbreviated down to the problem with cp <laughs> oh no then their audience Uh-oh. of pedophiles gets mad at them they get very angry that they even could have suggest such a thing it kind of it kind of ties like this all kind of ties into what we've been talking about the last couple of days about like the differences in consumption um hmm. it'd be interesting to like do a video on it i don't know if you like how much you've run into it Stephen of uh like just the different what? ways that people have kind of, because like we've been talking about in, in uh, just our server, I guess, um, how the West kind of consumes things almost as like uh, prestige. Like there's like this idea yeah. of like prestige databasing where you're like you're watching things, and then they have to be like the best. Like you watch you you go like the game of the year or anime of the year kind of stuff, and you're always like, oh my, the thing I consumed has to be the best or like. I'll, you know, these things I consume. I think it's kind of a, I mean, it might be a kind of dude thing on the internet. I, I don't know. Like, I've, I feel maybe it's a very American thing too, because to me, I don't know. I, I guess some people do that here. Because my wonder about it usually is like, it kind of feels like that, like, you know, getting the best out of your money, get the best out of your buck thing. I don't know if it really mm-hmm. works in the streaming era in the same way. Well, I think of like, uh, like how you, like, we have, like, the West has st- sites like My Anime List, right? Where people are yeah, tracking yeah. and scoring stuff. You got like the whole, top anime lists and all that um i guess it depends how serious you take it um i always find that those those lists have like the worst recency bias in the world yeah like you can't even find anything that's like oh yeah uh, that's only even 15 years on those lists no this really, it's terrible really push. <laughs> it's absolutely yeah, it's really bad. um what was that what was that thing like everyone dogged on um ign for like their best anime list is it just stuff that came the last 10 years uh, let's take Probably a look. Like the 25 Bebop. best anime series of all time. Yeah, well, no, that's the live reaction. Everyone. Uh, let's see here. Haikyuu. Trigun. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Dragon Ball. All right. My Hero Academia. Made in Abyss. Uh, Jojo. Entire uh, series. Naruto, specifically Shippuden. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Death Note. Interesting. Attack on Titan. Oron. Oron's on Netflix. So I guess that kind of explains it. Oh, I see, I see. Devil Man Crybaby. Demon uh-huh. Slayer. Code Gay Ass. Yeah, the gay uh, one. Samurai Shampoo, Bakano, Fooly Cooly, Get Yu Yu Hakusho, Evangelion, yeah. Uh, Hunter Hunter, Mob, Hajime no Ippo, because I think that's also on Netflix. Um, oh, Monster, oh, One Piece, Bebop, Brotherhood. I mean, it feels like they did um, like the equivalent of data mining. What are the most popular um, anime in yeah, America right now? Yeah, what are, yeah, what are, what are like the most popular? I mean, like, like you said, Mumi, like prestige mm. anime, basically. Yeah. I mean, some of them prestige. I think some of them maybe don't. Well, I guess it depends how people reflect on them. I know Shippuden back when it was releasing certainly didn't have the prestige right, of yeah. like a, maybe a Bebop or something, but it's definitely very like, popular, uh, especially in the States. I, mean, I think they're trying to cast like that kind of net of like, well, we also want like, the like people who only want shonen to like look at this list as well so we'll put in like demon slayer you know yeah uh, i sometimes wonder with a list like that it feels like it was made for people to dunk on it 
Probably mm. to a degree. I remember a lot of people. I do remember a lot of people like being like, "What the fuck is this list?" Which, I mean, I could I could see that being like the uh, the intent. Yeah, but it feels very limited. But the it feels very limited in the top, scope. The top cause... result behind it is just fucking Reddit saying roasting Indians. Top roasting. See, see I, uh, they, they, is... I bet they knew that was going to happen. They probably anticipate at this point. That's probably how they get yeah, happy. Okay. Yeah, because it's all hate clicks. So right? yeah, they do I mean, specify series at list because I was like, there are no movies on here. Yeah, I was wondering about that myself. I think they're trying to keep it a bit more. Twenty-five is quite a small number for the amount of stuff that have come out in the anime in, in general. So yeah, this is very true. Um, I mean, they have a top one hundred animated series. Yeah, uh, there's probably gonna be some anime on there anyway. It starts with Josie and the Pussycats. What the fuck? Never watched that show. Someone remembers it. Uh, I mean, I may have vague memories of. Oh, what the hell just happened? Oh, oh the right website there. broke. Hey, it's just a list. There um, it is right there. There it is, yeah. I mean, I may have watched Joe seeing the Pussycats like a couple times on Boomerang in the middle of the night. Uh, before my time, I think. I don't think it was on around when I was. Yeah. Maybe it was probably on when it was like airing in like the, the 70s. <laughs> yeah, that, Jabberjaw. Uh, all kinds of. Mumi, Mumi, Mumi remembers when uh, Mumi remembers watching the first Tom and Jerry short in the theater. I remember wow, when they landed on the God moon. <laughs> they yeah. interrupted my Tom and Jerry to show me the moon landing. And ironically, ironically, one of my earliest memories is them interrupting my cartoons to tell the world about 9-11. I was pretty devastating for a six-year-old. I didn't know what 9-11 was, <laughs> but like I couldn't watch Woody. Uh, what was it? No, I wasn't even trying to cartoons. I was trying to watch some show. I think it was like a game show or something on one of the channels. And it, yeah, I couldn't because it was just news. And I was fucking devastated. I would, have been so, I would have been so pissed off at those terrorists if they got, got in the way of me watching Spongebob. Yeah, I didn't even know, though. It was like the worst thing because I remember on that day, they kept us at school longer and wouldn't tell us why. And I'm like, oh, I want to just go home. Oh, really? Oh, oh really? Shit, yeah. uh, I've heard like there was like a naked Jakey video where he's like, yeah, they let us out of school early. And then later I no, realized no. that was because of 9-11. They, they made us stay longer, I think, because they were trying to probably figure out like if it was a danger. So they like had us all in the oh. in the um, they just kept us in the hall together, just sitting down, not doing anything. And it's like, why are we here? I don't remember why we're here. And like, obviously, they couldn't want to tell us like, oh, by the way, an international fucking terrorist attack. Um, so eventually we get home. And yeah, I'm just like, oh, thank God. I can finally watch my, my shows. And it's just like bumper to bumper news on every channel. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, fuck. I just cry. It's like a, it's like when Nickelodeon did that worldwide day of play where they just mm. didn't play anything. They just had like a screen that said, go outside and have fun. I'm like, fuck oh, you. Fuck I'm you. watching Cartoon Network. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I just get out of school. I need something. Yeah. I've, I've been out all day. <laughs> You know, when I um, when we talk about 9-11 stories, I always think of when I went to Japan and we were at the fucking Evangelion bar and they were telling us about how they had to make like radios in school. And they're like, yeah, oh, wow. I remember we were making a radio or like, we were putting together radio or something. And then um, when we it came on, uh, it, was, it went on to like a, a American broadcast. It was talking about how 9-11 was just happened or something. And I was like, y'all are 14 hours ahead. 9-11 would have happened... <laughs> At like nine o'clock at night, like what? <laughs> what are you, <laughs> you were in school? What the fucking bullshit are you trying to feed me? <laughs> I mean, they would have talked about like, like the day after or something. As it well. might have been the yeah, day they after, but they're, I think they were trying to in, like imply that it was happening like in real time or something. In real time, <laughs> and we were just is like, he, what? Is he, is he trying to say like, that the radio had an effect on nine <laughs> eleven? <laughs> <laughs> they were really into the Denpa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, those fucking radio waves. Um, 
What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, prestige anime. Yeah, I feel like... Because, I mean, some of the most popular anime in Japan are fairly, like, un- overlooked or unknown uh, yeah, like in the, the U.S. One. I mean, the the obvious the answer is, like, Sazai-san. Um, yeah, that's uh, really big on the... To be fair, though, I mean, what's interesting now, and I, I, I feel people have lost the knowledge of this, but it's like, the ratings you get on television from anime have never been, uh, like... Some, some have done all right, but like that, it's, it's not really that important. Like all of yeah. the anime on television now get like three yeah. percent at most. Like well, three, well, well, it's, it's because they the maybe get five. Yeah, it's because oh, they yeah. all. There's been a growing trend the over the past twenty years from daytime animation to uh, like late at night, basically. So obviously, yeah. And the yeah, reason that play. is is that the uh, the broadcast uh, cost is much cheaper, so you can actually buy the whole core oh. sort of time because usually from what i understand at least what i was told and i think there's a book about it called like american distribution of anime or something like that it came out in 2018 they, they say in the book that um what would happen if i remember right is there wasn't usually adverts playing that late at night because no one's fucking watching them but like the it's just dead air and like what would happen is these companies and their production committee would just buy up the slots so they don't have to worry about the ratings being good or bad or like not particularly that bad because if they buy the airtime, it doesn't matter how good the ratings are. And well, no one was using their stuff at night. So it became a popular way of like, you can advertise your products and put on at 3 a.m. and um, likely make a profit on all the other media mix. Well, it makes sense when you think about it. Because like, people will put on a DVR or a VCR or whatever to record anime yeah. that's airing at like 3 in the morning. They're not going to do that for fucking adverts or infomercials or whatever yeah so yeah. Uh, let's look let, let's let's look at the ratings here for like uh the week of december 4th to december 10th obviously percent with uh depending on the show one piece pokemon yeah uh, so we got sazai usually yeah conan maroko primon uh i mean these are like yeah these are like your big four heavy hitters basically yeah uh, and then yeah. daigo firefighter oh, okay. daigo i don't know that was uh, which well. is surprise yeah, that's surprising. It's up there with Freerun, believe it or not. They're both oh, like they're Nick and Shin 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 well. Damn. Yeah, still above goes Shin Shin. Yeah. Uh, above One Piece. I actually didn't know um, Shibi Maruka was still airing. Oh, no, that's why. That's exactly why. Because, I mean, th- the ratings here are basically just determined by what the time slot is it, that it's airing yes. in. So you'll notice that Daigo is airing at 5.30 that's on a early. Saturday. Right after... Which is Doraemon? Uh, yeah. Maybe. Uh, it's probably during dinner time, right? Oh no, it's it's TV Asahi though. It's a different station. Um but still it's got that it's got a that's a pretty good time slot oh, as yeah. opposed to like Free Rin, which is airing That's late you know, night for sure, right? That's like eleven o'clock at night. Yeah. Uh, on a Friday. And it's, it's still pulling a pretty hefty a ton of views. Um and it's right before Doraemon. Uh yeah. Kind of uh, and then you have stuff knows. like One Piece and uh, Precure, which it's funny that we think because usually when we talk about One Piece, we think of it as like you know stuff that played on to, something that plays on Toonami, late night television, right? stuff like that. Sunday? It's a Sunday morning cartoon in Japan. Yeah, yeah. of course. Um, though to be fair, I think One Piece has had a couple time slot changes over the years before they've really slot down. It mm. sort of switched a couple of times. So I don't think it was. It okay. might not have always been a Sunday morning because I mean it's been running for twenty years, right? So the slots have been up and down. But I think that's where it's found the most success as an early uh, show for people to watch. But I mean, it's a thousand and eight episodes in, so if it can keep any rating at all, it's quite a surprise. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, of course, Precure. 
uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, Spy Family. Yeah, Spy Family was doing really well. Because I remember reading an article a little while ago that was saying something like, oh, Spy Family kind of shows that maybe they could put this on an earlier slot because they're noticing the amount of people just like TiVoing or recording it and then watching it later. Mm. And be like, "Mm, that actually makes the uh, the percentage of its ratings much higher, actually. So maybe we should be putting this on earlier. I don't know if they changed their mind in the end, if they put it on a earlier time slot for the second season uh, it's still airing at like 11 on saturday so yeah well it's not 2 a.m i guess <laughs> yeah yeah um but I yeah so i guess it's like one of the things where it's like when we talk about like the big popular anime in japan uh i mean people know what detective conan is people like detective conan people like doraemon yeah no one no one watches his eye song because it's never gotten a home release and then no one really t- like talks about uh kibi maruko that much yeah, and it's and about then, different uh, audiences and um, yeah. how they're advertised. Because a lot of these shows are like um, they're like broader family demographic, where a lot of the anime that have came to the West specifically were things that were made for a more specific demographic in mind. If that be kids right. or probably like more otaku based media, or they just change the demographic, like with uh, Shinshan. Because have you ever seen like yeah. the Shinshan dub? Oh yeah. Uh, well, the thing is, it's interesting because uh, the English dub might be different. There's actually, I think, multiple dubs because we didn't get the Adult Swim dub. We got a different dub. Okay, interesting. Uh, and that was on children's television. Okay, then yeah, definitely was not the Adult Swim dub. No, no. So it wasn't like raunchy or anything. Um, right. But I mean, I don't think there I was mean, any like some stuff might be censored, but. Well, I mean, I mean, like Shinshan like, itself is it does have like a kind of like a vulgar, like childish yeah. sense of humor. Absolutely. But, you know, they're not in like the American dub. They were talking about like, oh, where, where the fuck is my vibrator? And I'm like, yeah, no, that's not in the uh, not in the English that's version not, that I watched. Absolutely not. No, <laughs> that's an interesting change. Uh, maybe a bit it's too an much. Interesting. Probably wouldn't do that nowadays. I'd expect. Yeah, if, yeah. I feel like people don't talk about uh, Shin Shan's dub in the context of like dubs changing things because like everyone always goes to like. These are like older shows now too, like like uh, Prison School or uh, Dragon Maid, and it's like why yeah, are so these things ancient still matter? What? I mean, I don't know. Is um, anyone actually watching the dub who cares about that? I watched those both subbed, so like yeah, I only I heard about this in retrospect. Subs. Yeah, I'm not watching the the dub of uh, Dragon Maid. Yeah, neither would I. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna watch the dub of Shot. Another dub that did that. Yeah, was, I don't know about uh, that. Was Super Milk? Channel. I mean, technically, I have, I guess. Super Milk Channel um, just randomly changed shit for some reason. With well, I mean, it's interesting um, about that in that, like, I guess it was more of a... Back in the localization of the 90s, it was just more common for you to do that sort of stuff. With When you were adapting things, you kind of just... I, I like to, you know, compare it maybe to um, when they dubbed Lupin the Second or Lupin Part Two in the States for OutSwim. They, they, like, would localize it quite heavily. So they change mm. a lot of the, and people love it. Like nowadays, even yeah. still, they like you know they're still kind of like people fucking posting like the montages of like all the funny things they say in the, the dub. Bobo bo 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 has a pretty uh, like well regarded English dub as well. Because yep. in part because Bobo bo is already like a very like absurd show, so a lot of like yeah, the I... weird cultural references in Bobo bo wouldn't translate well. So they just become even more absurd in the English dub and it's still yeah, works. I, I noticed um I mean a classic one over here would probably be when they I mean I don't know if most people know it but when they made the British dub for Invader Lum oh, it yeah. was like a parrot it was like a joke but um I think it was <clears throat> nowadays it's pretty cold um I've seen people even do more versions of it now or like on Twitter they've you know people started like doing their own newer versions of it for the the new show interesting 
um, just like little riffs of like the idea. Because what it did, I think what was quite interesting is it completely localized the setting to be like Britain. So they completely changed the context of all the Japanese references to English ones. But like the, the sentiment of the episode is still the same, but like they did go pretty far on changing the dialogue and stuff to try and fit within the new kind of style of humor. I'll never get Shinobu calling Atu and Atu shit out of my head. <laughs> Look, I mean, I think it's that's, per- that's perfectly on brand. <laughs> it is perfectly in line with what she would say, but it's very British instead of being in Japanese, obviously. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing more, but like that, I think that's the last time um, Warner Brothers, not Warner, fucking the BBC ever cared about anime. There's certainly um, an interesting uh, situation with that. Yeah, why we started talking about that was like. I, uh, someone was talking yeah. about uh, Lex's video and was oh, yeah. kind of confused on the uh, Ozma quote where he's talking about like database elements. Yeah, and how like otaku consume and interact with anime basically where they were like, yeah, they, were basically, they basically just didn't understand the idea of um, database uh, database consumption essentially. They kind they kind of did, but they like because they were like, oh well, deconstructing the elements like that's how you would you know assess it. That's how you want to like analyze something by breaking it apart. It's like, well, yeah, but that's not really what they're talking about in this case. That's not what he's yeah. That's not what he's talking about. He's not talking um, about breaking down the animation and the story. He's talking about they're taking the character of like a lum or somebody and removing her from the context of the story and just consuming her as a character in various other things yeah putting yeah. her in different contexts well, okay put her put her in fortnite come on and that's that's what we were talking uh, about that is i think the west tends to consume things in a database perspective in that way where it's like you're always thinking about what is the best kind all, all the discussions in the west are always like anime of the year anime of the season kind of discussing discussion yes Whereas, what's the best? What's the new hotness going on right now? Right. Yeah, they're very contemporary. Usually, I, I know yeah. that, but it's. Uh, I mean, maybe it's like the different. Even so, even like compared to like video game stuff, maybe, maybe that's the sour grapes of it. When you notice that like some dude can make a video about uh, a game that never was localized from the '90s, and they can get seven hundred thousand views, and I'm like, how the fuck would you do that with anime? Kenny did it somehow. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know how the fuck he did it. Uh, maybe he found the secrets. Uh, he performed a black sacrament. <laughs> it's, it's not, known it's not, known it's Satanist, Kenny Lauderdale. Um, but yeah, you certainly. Uh, but can't. But yeah, I think also a lot of that. Um, a lot of that's media mix, though, as well, isn't it? Be like the way these companies set you up to consume these things will yes. affect how the audience will consume them. Yep. So because media well, mix um, is so based on that data approach. So, well, like the interesting example would be uh, the example, an, an example used uh, in database animals would be like the way like Evangelion works essentially because I think that's a really easy like one t- to do. Yeah. The TV show for Evangelion, it's not, it's, it, it's in part at least, you know, trying to get, uh, you know, trying to get you into like this more general sort of like media ecology, like franchise media mix. Yeah. Of Evangelion, where it's like, and then you got the games, then you got uh, the books, uh, the books manga. manga, the light novels, the, the, the figures, machine. pachinko machines, <laughs> fucking everything. But the none of these. Uh, Gan- game. <laughs> uh, what, what, I think the, like the important distinction to make between something like that and like what you see with like Marvel or Star Wars is that um, 
the Evangelion Mahjong game is not canon to the Evangelion universe. I mean, there's also, um, I've recently been watching the live show, which is also radically different, but also similar. And it kind of, I think it's like the perfect epitome of that sort of media mix approach where like all the characters are new, but you can tell, even though it's not been served, that these characters kind of do fit on some of the archetypes of what we know. Like there's a character that's a little bit like Osaka. There's a character who's probably a little bit like Shinji. And there's a character that feels like Shinji's dad kind of sort of set up, or like another character that's a bit like a, a Misato. Mm-hmm. And the I mean, mechas are similar, or they are the same designs, but like what's happening in the story, just a little bit different. And, I mean, the most extreme example would be like Shinji Ikari Raising Project, where it's literally yeah. like, this is a different story, and we've then basically just taken these assets, these character designs, and like the names and stuff, and then we've just place them in a different context, tweak their personalities a little bit, and now the story is also completely different. To be fair, fair, in that case, like at least they're building that off of like kind of the idea that was introduced at the end of the series, where you have like the yeah, whole, whole well, no, it's, no, I think it's interesting. Yeah, I just mean like it's not I like completely uh, out of thin air. <laughs> no, well, actually, one of the most interesting ones I've read is um, Anima, because it reads kind of a bit more like a traditional uh, follow-on than you usually get. And this is like during the Kara era. So this is, I think, one of the first like pushes for Kara when they like took the copyright over, I think, properly. Or somewhere in the era when it was like, this is Kara production, rebuild era, uh, media mix now. Because you can read Anima basically as like almost a sequel to the TV show, even though it's not hmm. super, like the, the details of what happens in it kind of would be closest to that. And you don't really see that in any other version. Even though like there's some, I think there's some very mild changes. I think Kaiji's still alive, but like, and the instrumentality project did kind of happen. But Oscar was the one that was almost taken, but Shinji saved her. So it's three years later, and like you're just basically following on from that tone of the original television show. Hmm. Things are different, and there's they've added things to it, and uh, now there are more Ray clones. Um, and there's <laughs> something else is going on. There's more of them. Yeah, there's like um, five of them, I think now. <laughs> it's like it's like the end of that Resident Evil movie. Hmm. Oh, yeah. um, um, but but, but yeah, so that's like, like Ozma's overall point when it comes to like how Evangelion as a TV show kind of like exists within this franchise where it's not like this central pillar that everything else like kind of adheres to, but it's more so like um, uh, rhizomatic, I guess. You yes. know, it's all kind of like spread out. Yeah, and I mean, um, if you want to get technical, the manga predates it by about a year. So you know, oh, yeah, making, yeah. the manga is like public publicly was put out first so a lot of that like you know they, they all have that sort of like pillar foundations and what's interesting yes, i think about yeah. a lot of the extra media mixes all of them have a new girl well not all yes. of them but i suppose there's a, there's a good portion that have the a new lot girl of them and, do. That, and that starts with the sake of saturn game yeah so with, that's like, um I, yeah whatever her name is um there's two of them. To, well, because there's like the new girl in uh, Impressions, but then later on, I think a year later, you get the new girl in Girlfriend of Steel. I think she's the more popular because she's been in multiple different adaptations. Okay. Um, but it's it's interesting that starts there because, you know, when the rebuilds happen, you then get the fourth girl again. And it feels like right, yeah. in, in some way that it, it understands its media mix potential that the fourth girl is now just a, a piece of the puzzle of what Ava is. Right. Well, hell, even in that retake dojin, they have a fourth girl, which is yeah. like fucking they, Asuka's, like... It's Asuka's daughter. <laughs> Goddamn. Huh. Yeah, it's a. Uh. There's a lot. It's, I, I would always be curious to know how much, because like I know 
a lot of the Gainax staff read retake, I would be curious because I'm pretty sure Anno read it. I'm curious like how many like ideas he was inspired by for the rebuilds with retake. Well, the funny thing about it, and this might be it might be a thing about the Ava document to begin with, and that like, some of these things might just be things on the cutting room floor for the original series. Mm. Because there is a big document of that stuff, which is what yeah. allegedly the PS2 game took all that stuff from. Because right. apparently that's where they got all their lore and shit from. Is that they have this big old document of like the the Ava doc, and it's probably got all the like random lore shit and other random bits and pieces of ideas. Because what I noticed when I made, uh, I guess, uh, I guess segment to me, I suppose, <laughs> when I made my video on Arno, I, I distinctly noticed that like the PS2 game took the the beach imagery really seriously towards the end of certain story marks, especially Gendo's, especially the good mm. ending where he meets his wife on the beach, and that happens again in Rebuild. I was like, oh. So like this seems to be an idea that has been tenement to the series for quite a while. I know there's beaches in the original series too, somewhere. But it feels like these motifs have all been like they exist somewhere in some entity version of themselves. Yeah, end of end of Ava ends on a beach. Hmm. Yeah, there's a beach there too. Yeah. Beach we could do, uh, we'd probably beach. like ask like um like Mark Steinberg to come on and talk about this at some point. Yeah, he'd probably be a good guest um, for it. I think a good uh, example of like the consumption difference is when I was when again at the Evangelion bar in Japan, when they <laughs> asked me about Evangelion, they didn't, they didn't, they weren't talking about oh what what did you think about this plot point? What did you the, the which one you like? Yep, that was the only question they asked was Ray Ray <laughs> or Asuka, and I was like Masato, and they're like oh, <laughs> and they're like oh wild card oh Sugoi. They were very Would impressed. You? I said <laughs> they were very, they were very impressed. It's like what's the, they, they? I'm just thinking of that. What's that? A uh, 4chan post where it's like, this is this is real. Uh, this is a uh, official art of Misato. Did someone at Gynax have an adult woman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid so. I mean, many of them are married to adult women. I'm sorry, guys, if you didn't know this. Oh a large God. portion of Gynax were married. They were not. They were not single by this time. My life is a lie. Um, <laughs> You know, one of them was also married to a lady called Noriko, who was the person who the, the name <laughs> Gunbuster was named after her. What? You know? They named after a wife. Gunbuster? Yeah, they ripped it off um, by naming it after their wife. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe they <laughs> put his forced, wife in the name for the wife. <laughs> he forced his wife to change to change her name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, man. I can't believe they did that before um, they even made the show. Like when she was credited in like Nausicaa and stuff. That's fucking wild. Damn. Uh, but what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, but like uh, another, like I guess, interesting sort of divide between like Japanese and then like outside of Japan when it comes to like cons- consuming anime is that my anime list is obviously like a very like central pillar to how people consume and talk about anime uh, in the West. Whereas like I mean, there are websites like that in Japan, but they're nowhere near as prominent. No. Yeah, maybe because I maybe this is a strictly sort of more English community thing, but they have a real thing about seasonal watch along kind of events. It yeah, feels like that's where a lot of the community holds tight, and even like Crunchyroll's yeah. whole business model was based on like we sub it so quickly so that no one has to pirate it, and they can watch it on our site and just pay us money. Right, like that convenience. And I think, and I think that my theory for why that kind of divide exists, why you don't necessarily have like the sort of like seasonal discussion in like more Japanese discourse is that 
people in Japan, you know, they are still watching a lot of this anime on TV, essentially. So yeah, sometimes it's the easiest way they can watch, which I think is a point brought up in anime's identity is that like, sometimes that's actually the most convenient way for a Japanese person to watch is still to watch it at 3am. So if you don't record it, you're kind of fucked. I was going through like, like two chan threads, like uh, maybe Mm. like a year or so ago. And there were, there was like a bit, a really large thread on planeties. And I was like, what the fuck? Why are, people, why are so many people talking about my favorite show? And it turns out it was just airing. And they, it was, they were yeah. just doing reruns on like NHK or something. Yeah, yeah um, it's possible that it could have got a re, uh, re-release, like a physical release at some point soon, which might have coincided with it. Yeah, so, so you do that. Th- there, there are things like that, whereas like, you know, we don't really talk about anime reruns uh, here in like the US because we, we just consume stuff online. No, though, I suppose once upon a time they may have. Like back in the 2000s, the mid 2000s. Yeah, when, when when stuff was much more geared towards television, but in like this age of streaming. Yeah, when, it's a know, very different age. So many people are watching anime on like Crunchyroll and finding and finding anime through sites like My Anime List rather than just through the linear format of television. That's that I, ends I still, up, um, you know, dictating. I still wouldn't doubt the power of Adult Swim or Toonami, as it's called, I suppose, in the states, because that has a quite a strong viewership. Yeah. And those yeah. anime, some of those have been uh, definitely made by that site. Well, by that website. Yeah. Uh, because it's a website, we can watch a stream it now, I suppose, right. over there. I mean, really, I mean like even, even stuff like even stuff that's on Netflix can still like retain its popular like like again, like Oron or Made Sama was another one that I was really surprised by, like how popular that uh show had uh in how it had maintained its popularity because yeah. basically just because it was on Netflix and it was like one of the things that when you start watching anime on Netflix, it's one of the first things that the algorithm on Netflix starts to recommend. I was gonna say the that last interesting time i remember them talking about reruns is like katana Gatari, and that was only because the ops changed for the rerun on tv but oh. i was gonna say that but i remember here recently they were talking about reruns of haruhi airing and then they were gonna have an announcement afterwards i so, remember that yeah, yeah it's another another fucking media mix event i'm sure but yeah you know it's not gonna be anything um special I think um, it's interesting uh, though for that because I imagine it's because Kiani wouldn't really it wouldn't be really worth the money for them. That would be my guess because like the amount of people in their production committee and also like the cost of Harry is probably not something they're getting a huge amount of money from. Well, yeah, they don't have to. Their other IPs. They don't have to uh, like bid for a Haruhi like adaptation anymore because they got their own IPs now. Yeah, and or even when they don't have their own IPs, they work with the people directly, and they usually become part of the production committee, quite a big part of it, yeah. with their TV uh, partner. Because I think most of their work is through a TV partner station, so they kind of have like this mixture of those two that are like the predominant force of their productions. So I, yeah, I feel like maybe it's not even like at that point. It's just like nah, fuck it. <laughs> if I had to like speculate as to why the West might consume anime that way. It might be because like a lot of how people get into anime is online now. So like, yeah, well, I'll, I'll give you yeah. an example of um, something because in England, the experience is very different because uh, anime is just not on television and hasn't been for a really long time. Mm-hmm. So there's like, there's a particular history that some people put on um, Overfiend and that like, that caused a bit of a controversy in that like, uh, right, yeah. moved um, television publishers from actually like, Taking on like things that aren't children's anime on television. Check out the Check episode, out our with, episode with Study of Swords. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you know. Um, but yeah, so like a lot of the market over there was the rental market 
and like the yes. buying of them. And then also, I because I noticed it when I was about 12, that the difference had happened. So like you got a couple of shows, a couple of shonen shows on television, and then they just kind of stopped outside of like maybe Pokemon or like the other vague thing, like a Yu-Gi-Oh. This is sort of like, you know, the media mix shows. Right. So after, so after that, I just started watching anime online at like age 12. And that's when like it opened up a whole world of like things I probably wouldn't have watched otherwise of fucked up shit. You know, I accidentally seen the first episode of Alpha and Lead or something because I'm just going alphabetically off some pirate website, just clicking A, B, C, D, just going down the list and seeing what's what there. Smuggler did too. <laughs> he went alphabetically yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess we're, I guess we're other sides of the country. Well, world, but it's still the same. Um, but yeah, like, because... That's how a lot of people, I think, like, yeah, you have Toonami and you know, uh, mm-hmm. Adult Swim and all that acts as like a gateway in a way. But like if you're getting into like airing shows and like stuff that's airing in Japan, probably yeah, Crunchyroll. Uh, nowhere I could watch Death Note back then. Yeah, Cr- Crunchyroll probably is not a lot of people's like introduction. Like now it probably is like by percentages but it's like as far as people have been in it for a while country roll probably wasn't the introduction it was probably no a my anime list oh, or yes. something is how you kind of find new shows in a way like these database websites and these I database websites popping up when i was about 16 i remember that site appearing around so uh, you know a couple of years after i'd got into it i think i remember starting seeing people talk about it yeah i think i made my but that was like 13 years ago now i think i made my account like 2009 yeah yeah i might have been around the same time a while um, how old I was then. But it's it's like since that whole website is made around this premise of like charting out all the stuff you've watched and rating it and all this, like you're gonna have a you pair that with like this culture of like the Academy Awards and like Oscars and stuff, it's all like prestige. Like you always have this like mentality of like, oh, we have to watch the best thing, or like Breaking Bad has to be the greatest show on television, all this stuff. Like, yeah, it's strange. It, it cultivates this weird, like, database mentality compared to, like, the, you know, Japan, where it's just like, oh, I like Love yeah. as a character. I just want to watch more Urusei Yatsura. <laughs> I mean, there probably, there probably is people in Japan who do it that way. I just don't know if it's as common. It's, it's imagine, always hard yeah. to tell you, right? Because well, I, mean, yeah, I feel, uh, even with the male crowd, like, they are specifically a, a smaller demographic, I'm sure, of the whole community because i still know right. i mean talking to other people like apparently you know physical releases are still doing pretty good like the numbers they're doing are um, never being like higher for certain groups uh even though they're not like the priority for the industry anymore they seem to still people still buying well it's interesting because like but i think you have uh the Crunchyroll anime awards right and they're like yeah. really trying to push those and no yeah, one in so, japan really seems to give a shit so what's in- yeah so they? i don't well so so someone Correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, um, but as far as I'm aware, there aren't like, you know, we have like the Emmys and the Oscars and the Grammys, these big televised events for like movies and TV and, and music and all this shit. Game of the Year awards. Yeah, Game of the Year awards. I don't know if that there's really any sort of, a, I mean, there there are award shows like that in Japan, of course, but I don't know if they're like televised i don't know if they're like these big media events um, like they are here in the u.s i don't think so i mean most of the awards you see for like anime tend to be like um like animation category awards for different things and i don't know right. if they're televised I mean, like, or not but they're like they are like legit awards you know you'll be like yeah best oh, animation yeah. of the year or like best tv show best short or some of like that and they'll be part like of the, the award uh, for like a more broad media awards sort of festival and usually in like yeah i have like the uh, noboru fuji award just pulled up 
Yeah, yeah. No, Future Road is a pretty classic award uh, approach, yeah. definitely. And it's been around for a really long time. And definitely, like, those oh. who win it, it's, presti- it's definitely prestige. I mean, like... It's no pretty fair. prestige, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, um, you see how many times Miyazaki has won it. And even, like, you get a couple other interesting choices on there, like... Uh, um, Iwasa's one. No, I think there's, like, a separate category for more popular things. Yeah. More, uh, um, this is more you, like the... Like the um, you've the, got things like... Um, What's it called? Like the Green Whale, or what? I forget what the English translation of that title is. Is that one in the two thousand? Oh yeah, glass, uh, glass, glassy ocean. Yeah, glassy ocean. Yeah, uh, I guess there's there is like the um, uh, not the Seiyu Awards, the Seiyun Awards. There's like a S- there's a science fiction award ceremony as well. Oh yeah, I mean the sci-fi and anime community has always been pretty connected too. Yeah, what's the Se- the the Seiyun Award? Mm. Uh, which is pretty popular as well, although it's really funny. Some of these are not really science fiction as we would think of them. Like, I think they have, like, um, like just fantasy stuff in here as well, which is pretty funny. Yeah, sometimes they get, like, merged because it's, they're like, it's like genre works. It can get right, pushed yeah. in the same category. Um, yeah, so there's not really, like, a, like, they don't really have, like, the same sort of, like, red carpet award show televised event sort of thing in Japan, as far as I'm aware. Um, so what's interesting about anime, no. not as far as I know, but um, maybe that's because that's just a very Hollywood way of doing things. Yeah, well, that's what they're trying to do with the Crunchyroll Anime Awards, and this is where it gets weird because, I mean, think about it. Crunchyroll, I mean, it's owned by Sony now, but it's an American company. Yes, that is meant to market Japanese media, specifically animation, to. I, well, uh, primarily American, but just generally non-Japanese uh, audience. International audience, we could say. Yeah. And um, so they have this, they, they create this award show in the style of like a Hollywood award show. And, you know, for like, it's, it's you know, for the first couple of years, it's kind of like, you can tell it's like lower budget. It's yeah. uh, kind of, it's kind of like the Game Awards in a, in a sort of way, but you want that sort of legitimacy added to it. So how do you how do you give these awards for Japan this Japanese art form legitimacy? Well, you got to have it in Japan at a prime time like time slot in Japan. But that mm. creates a goddamn problem because you have an international audience and you know, Japan is in a time zone kind of it's you know, it's it's there with like Australia and like the Philippines. Um yeah. But it's not really a convenient time zone at prime time for a lot of the world. No, so it won't be. this award show for Japanese media put on by an American company. And I think the awards themselves are now being like presented in Japanese. <laughs> even though not a lot of Japanese people are watching it. Is this kind of um, like them trying to up their authenticity, basically? Because they, yes, they want to feel like, to the this foreign audience, they want it to feel like anime. And, and since their whole site, yeah, is like, they, they're like, oh, well, we do it in English. They'll be like, oh, these are fucking posers. So they feel like it has yeah. to be in... But it does kind of lose their potential. But in doing so, they're, 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 they're like, they end up alienating their, their international audience, which is like, you know, their main demographic. Well, how are they going to get people to do? Because isn't it the thing with these like game awards and other stuff? Isn't it that they get on like popular people to sort of make the audience be like, "Wow, I know that person. They're part of this too." How, uh, it's a bit harder. You're going to like ship them to Japan. 
Or you just gonna get the same free influences that are stuck in Japan forever because of Katagawa? I think they do a lot of like remote stuff. Like they have like a oh, okay. remote studio. Okay, that makes sense. No, there were definitely. I mean, there were definitely people there. Uh, I mean, like uh, I feel because I feel like I remember like being like wrestlers and stuff, and I don't think they were yeah. there. But they were like, uh, here. A we go. The seventh. Who uh, live from Tokyo? Sony official. Uh, so if I just like you know scrub through here, I mean. Uh, oh yeah, no. Now I remember. Oh. It's it's dubbed. Why? Oh. I guess they didn't expect people to read the subtitles. So yeah, really goddamn weird to watch this. Um, yeah, ninety-seven thousand views. I mean, I guess that's not so bad. But maybe for their global channel, they'd expect more views. I don't know. Yeah, I forget what. The, <laughs> maybe, maybe what would be fun to do is, I mean. If they do it again like this, it's going to be in the middle of the night. So look out for mm. for that YouTube stream of if Mumi's not awake, I'll be there reacting to that shit. I um, might be in the time zone actually, so I might be around. All right, maybe yeah, we'll make an event of it. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, here, so here's like the 2021. <laughs> look, half a million views. Yeah, that's 2021. Three hundred thousand views. Maybe people just thought the old one sucked. I don't know. <laughs> I kind of want to tell them. But yeah, so it's it's a weird sort of situation they've put themselves in and i don't it looks to me like they've made the awards look more neutral like if you look at the the logo now in comparison to what it used to look like in the imagery yeah it looks like they're trying to make it seem like it has again maybe they're going for the prestige angle you're talking about because now yeah, it looks well, like a generic like, like this is an award ceremony now, opposed to a crazy yeah now, now it looks like a like an actual sort of award ceremony as opposed to like a bunch of influencers sitting on a couch together like in yeah. previous years like They're just um, feeling kind of awkward yeah let me let me see if I can like pull up um well I remember I think it was like the 2021 they just had these really really funny VTuber rigs. yeah I mean uh, I mean to be fair you couldn't pay me to go to one of those fucking award ceremonies oh you could absolutely pay me oh yeah we would definitely go. Uh, cultural <laughs> anime awards you want to you want us to sell out we'll come cheap i remember oh god what was i think it was one year like the host just had like a rap music video in it it was so embarrassing yeah. uh, it was like 2019 to be fair most oh, award series are pretty embarrassing they they are they're um, never really just as simple as like oh and this won the award so yeah great well uh, congratulations so another thing uh the crunchy world awards right so like it's, isn't this like a conflict of interest in terms of um, what if the show doesn't come out on Crunchyroll? Could it still be in the be awards? Be quiet. Yeah, Stop so asking like, these questions. You're not allowed <laughs> to ask these questions. Because it's like, what if like, you know, if, I, for whatever reason, I know like, it's just it's free run. Free run's really popular, right? So what if that was just mm-hmm. on Crunchyroll and it was on yeah. Netflix only or something? Would they just be like, never heard of it. What the fuck are you talking about? Shut up. You know, there is, yeah, free run. What the fuck is that? We haven't ever heard of this thing before. Um, I mean, that's always been like the 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 thing with um, the Oscars as well. It's because the Oscars are owned by the Oscars air on. I think it's ABC and ABC is yeah. owned by Disney. So yeah, there's like a conflict of interest there as well. Yeah. And there's why, like, well, a huge hand of influence. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, I guess it's one of those things, too, where it's like. The Crunchyroll Anime Awards used to be really fun to watch because you would just laugh at them and how yeah. like shit they are and now that they're like trying to make it like a prestigious award show is it just boring it's not it's it's boring and it's not really i don't care and there's nothing interesting like to really talk about now it's just like a a boring ass award show that i want to see 
I want to see nerds embarrassing um, themselves. You think this might be a Sony decision? Because it's now on Sony's oh, absolutely. global channel. It's an a- absolutely a Sony decision. Sony like, looks at them and was like, we don't like what you're doing with the awards. We don't like the bits. We don't like the thing. We want it to like, you know, you're making a mockery of the uh, of anime. I could, ab- I, could absolutely, I could absolutely see that being the case, yeah. So they're like, okay, we're going to do it in Japan. It's going to be a proper award ceremony. Like, this is supposed to give them... Because I, I, I don't know if it goes the other way around, where they're like, they're like ah, for foreign... Because you sometimes see, um, when I look for quotes, you sometimes hear people say this, like, you know, you know, when you get a foreign award, it's like prestige for, like, Japan. Right, oh, the yeah. Americans like this. So it's, you know, oh, Americans love this anime. They give an award. What's that? Right. So are they trying to, like, really big that up in the same way as, like, an Oscar would be for, like, Miyazaki uh, or whatever? But then I think it's either, yeah, here towards the start, they're also, like, emphasizing, like, how, like, you know, this is like a international, you know, anime is loved all over the world. It's this international sure. phenomenon, which it is. Yeah, that's true. It's a very so true, then yeah. why? But it's also then it's like how navigate you're navigating this, though, in a really weird way where now it's like now it's just in Japan and now it's clearly not reaching the, you know, wide international audience that less than 100,000 views that you're ostensibly trying to connect with it's very strange and i guess the soft power wins out in the end right i think they're thinking like well we want the award to have the right soft power message i guess yeah it's japanese red this is japanese industry these are japanese people um we don't want your weird american twitch streamers defining our fucking awards that <laughs> that's and you know what fair enough but it's also yeah, yeah i guess it's not like now it's just kind of like yeah, you're not going to get yeah. a huge bump in views from people who like. No, well, because like watch. award shows like these are uh, dying anyway. Like yeah, the Oscars are down in ratings. No one fucking cares about this stuff. Yeah, but I think uh, again, I guess well, it depends what Sony's actually interested in. The end, are they actually right, interested yeah. in viewership, or are they interested in a specific kind of in in, in like thing? sort of again in that sort of prestige? Yeah, and it could be a prestige thing for for Sony, I suppose. It's hard to say because I can't read their minds. I don't know what the fuck right, actually yeah. wants to do. I, it looks like right now that all they're doing is just conglomerating the, uh, just the the market and just buying everything. Yeah, they're up really and, and scoping. Yeah, because because they own they've absorbed Funimation and now they've yep. absorbed Right Stuff. Yep. So now they own the streaming and now they own merchandise distribution. distribution. So and they already had that like small Crunchyroll store, I think, in the past. Now I guess that becomes just more predominant. Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's all just the Crunchyroll store now. You go to like, you buy something on Discotech, it takes you to the Crunchyroll store. That's fucking bleak. Yeah, to own basically (laughs) the market in such a bold way. Yeah, Uh it kind of happened here because um, you know, Manga Video, who were like the basically the English Irish uh, group that also funded Ghost in the Shell, so they have like historically connected to the the anime industry. They did further the funding for Ghost in the Shell. They gave funding to Ghost in the Shell Incense. They, I think they gave funding to other projects too. They've dubbed stuff. They uh, put out a lot of that stuff back in the early days. They were absorbed by Funimation, uh, I think back in 2014, and their whole website was wiped. And it had all these like interviews and archive stuff. And it was like quite, I was like quite fucking like, oh shit, that fucking sucks. Even interviews with like, some pretty important interviews with Arno when he was actually talking about what happened with um, Nadia were like just wiped mm. from the internet. I had to find an archive of them. It's lucky I had them. I already had the link, or I probably would have never found it again. Uh, we talked about this on stream once, but I guess if, yeah. if, if anyone listening wants like a bit of an alternative to the mm. uh, Crunchyroll store, and now that right stuff is dead, we're not sponsored by this by this uh, uh, store or anything like that. But we have talked about them on stream before. And I just like the way their website looks. It's like got that that classic that old web school. design Damn, look. Damn, that's old school tell. Yeah, Robert's, Robert's Anime, Anime Corner Store, uh, AnimeCornerStore.com. <clears throat> 
that's very old school, and despite yeah. how it looks they have like contemporary anime releases on here like they've got this what is this a dress up darling uh blu-ray oh, box shit, got, hell yeah. yeah i guess it's a japanese one is it e- maybe <laughs> i mean yeah i mean this um, like the uh the media blaster website it always looks a bit like that yeah yeah so i guess yeah if, if you want uh you know contemporary like you know it's i guess it's like maybe like a second hand sort of thing i don't know how the business is maybe maybe it's also a horrible business and i'm just completely oblivious to it in that case um whoops we're not spo- um, we're not affiliated we don't we are not affiliated we're not sponsored we're not but, recommending you actually use <laughs> yeah i mean the, but, the i don't know with, uh, it seems like a cool website so if you're pissed off about right stuff being uh absorbed uh, into Crunchyroll and and you like many other people hate Crunchyroll uh, sure. I don't know check this out because um, yeah, they have they have a lot of stuff too they got like um, I think they also have hentai on here as well oh, okay so yeah because Crunchyroll definitely won't have that no they will not they have uh, some reproduction production cells and reproduction cells interesting figure yeah, a lot of neat stuff on here buy your porn the- directly from Robert Ronan himself <laughs> no not Robert Ronan <laughs> No relation well, that, to Bob Samurai. No, no relation oh. to Robert Ronan, but aka Bob Samurai. Um, God damn. Um, yeah, really, this is a cool store. Because I was to um, say, a lot of the thing with right stuff is that it's it's pretty localized towards the American Canadian side. Like, I wouldn't buy anything from yes. there because like the cost of importing would be ridiculous. Yeah, well, and also, yeah, I guess it's also any any DVDs or blue any Blu-rays you get from them also will be like a different region. So what? What is, annoying, uh, yeah. What's um, uh, what's uh, what's like um, who does the anime stuff for the UK? I forget so the name of the. It's usually um nowadays I think it's Anime Limited or Anime Untitled. What was it called? Anime Untitled or is it all the anime? Is usually sometimes the term. All the anime, it. all the anime. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they have um, some pretty good releases. They they not bad. They 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 have their, some of their issues of them being very like old school, and they were recent. They used to be independent, so I used to have a lot of respect for them. And then they, recently, they got bought by some mega company or something. So it's a bit like oh, this is just how it goes, huh? Yeah, you can't fucking have a nice thing for for long, I guess. Because no. uh, yeah, as soon as Manga Video was like gone and Funimation brought them, that they were basically then the market, and they yeah. do a lot of distribution and stuff. Uh, yeah, there's some nice releases on them, though. Like, like I said, they're a bit old school in that they still sometimes split animes that don't need to be into two parts. Like, I'm talking like 25 episodes anime. It's like suddenly we'll have a 12 episode and a 12 episode. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Huh. Yeah. This is not. I guess I guess it could be worse. Ago. You could have like the uh, the Japanese thing of like, here's three episodes. Oh god, yeah. Sixty dollars, please. Yeah, but I'll oh, see that just doesn't really fly these days. Like, no one's gonna buy that. Mm-hmm. Oh god! No, I, I, I have no idea why anyone would buy that. I mean, I guess if you really, really just, like the series, yeah. I mean, um, if you, if the idea would have been back in Japan that like you know you buy the show so it keeps they keep making it or whatever you know you 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 participate sure. in the media mix so it can exist. But that's not obviously for people like us outside of Japan. That's not how the yeah shit it doesn't works. really make any difference. No, we buy the things and then co- companies like Crunchyroll pocket the money. Yeah, and that's um, the thing with the production committee, uh, which is where right. Toshio Kado we were saying earlier was correct. Is that like it's not for those yeah. people to make money? It's not for the actual studios usually to make money. It's for the the giant like the five different groups of pe- big companies to make the money, and then then they give the money to the studio to participate in making more stuff. Maybe. What did you say? Like the uh, licensing 
uh, from a licensing deal from Crunchyroll can make up a, yes. an anime's entire budget. Yes, yeah, it can. I mean, in theory, like because you can get uh, you know a hundred thousand dollars per episode, even more sometimes. I mean, I can't yeah. imagine how much Chainsaw Man would have gone because Chainsaw Man um, didn't even have a production committee. So like, and the Crunchyroll took them predominantly or, on. No, I thought it did, but from what I understand, no. Mappa was not on the production co- committee. There was no production committee for Chainsaw Man. There was no production committee for Chainsaw Man, huh? Nope, not at all. There's no uh, they specifically went out that way. So basically, Mappa took on the whole cost of it. Uh, they basically got the backing of Shonen. Uh, Shonen Jump was it? Oh no, I'm and thinking. Were, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of other stuff because because I mean, Mappa's just producing so much shit now. Yeah, they, they there are some anime shit. they are producing where them, them as do. the studio are not on the production committee. Which maybe is that's fucked. for like uh, Juju Kaisen because Juju maybe. Kaisen sounds like it's pretty compromised. I don't know if you know. Um, yeah, there's yeah, there's been a lot of stuff going on. I mean, I haven't even been able to follow all that stuff because it's just like, I mean, people have been yeah. saying for years the anime industry is like on the verge of collapse. Yeah, you do hear it because it is. Yeah, it just depends on what that means. If- yeah, well, the key problem that everyone seems to be pointing to is that people are dying, and there's yeah. not enough, you know, new blood being brought into the industry to replace the dying veteran animators. So no, and um, it's something I kind of brought up in the video is that like a lot of the even going back to the 80s, there's kind of like this invisible hand trick where like they will just bring in people internationally quietly. Yeah. Um, however that might be. Like I said, with Freerun, like episode 10 of Freerun has three different uh, like outsourced productions. I think two of them from South Korea, one of them might be from Shanghai. Mm-hmm. And that comes I mean, down to in-betweens, cleanup, freelancing. Um, I mean, that's even happening now with, um, you know, just uh, production assistants just pulling people off Twitter. People yeah. who, you know, who, who don't even live in Japan. <laughs> yeah, who, who maybe just have animator in their Twitter bio and they're like, hey, can you do layout work for us? Uh, yeah, I mean, hiring people underage is probably the lowest bar you can get to. That's, uh, Let's go. That's Let's one. go, guys. All right. So here's, here's the anime industry's next move. Child labor. <laughs> Yeah, the I'm gonna, to I'm gonna to go undercover. I'm gonna put a, a lollipop profile on my um <laughs> my next thing. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna become a Gonzo journalist. I'm gonna be like, I'm 16. I put like a. I'll shave my beard and I put a lollipop and a spinny hat on, and I'm like, and I'll put animator in Japanese, and I'll see who if anyone takes the bait. <laughs> I feel like you're just going to get DMs from actual pedophiles trying to groom <laughs> yeah. you as well. And I'll be like, okay, okay, but I do work for the anime industry. So that that's... <laughs> do you work for the anime industry? Yeah, I'll be like, sure, sure, sure. But tell me, did you work for the anime industry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll send you news later. But yeah, do you work, yeah. you know? Do you work <laughs> yeah. um, But I do think, yeah, we are. That, that is something we talked about in our video as well, is that I do think there is going to be a greater sort of push towards you know internationalization globalization whatever you want to call it when it comes to how anime is made because clearly unless there are major structural changes made in the in in like the the japanese anime industry specifically the tokyo industry yeah um in the next decade or so yeah you're probably gonna really start running into problems yeah, and there's some other interesting elements that I suppose. Uh, I mean, there was already a deal made. Apparently, I think one of my books was saying that, that there's a 2018 Shanghai deal that was already made about like those two companies like connecting their pipelines a bit because they're mm. both obviously producing a lot of animation. So the idea, I suppose, is them like trying to, I guess, train up people in China specifically on those things they might need if it be cleanup or in betweens or whatever else. 
Um, well, I guess the other thing is like if these streaming services collapse, they might also fuck it up because I think they're such a huge That's revenue true. source for these. Um, like I said, the licenses yeah. are so big. Like you know, even for like small shows, because you know, Crunchyroll just needs everything. Or like Netflix, they're gonna have a little yeah. fight about it, and they'll the money they're gonna get out of those licenses is is not really for the and studios, but it's big for money for the fucking company. I mean, I don't, I don't think the streaming bubble is going to pop. I think it's certainly going to contract, and we, we're already. I mean, we're already seeing evidence of that contraction oh, of now. Um, yeah, and, and I you, could I could definitely see that. Uh, the problem is a lot of productions. I could see it making the industry have to decide to be smaller, it, but I don't know. Mm. It depends. They might just take the the uh, the, the negative um, cost on themselves because most of them are in debt anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know, as, as, a, you know, as long as I guess as long as like the machine can't keep chugging, it will. I guess. Yeah, that's um, a kind of interesting side effect to that. Well, what, so what I was saying in the movie, I mean, is like, I all, I mean, to a certain extent, you could also maybe even argue that the anime industry itself is entering a sort of bubble at this point. Cause I mean, uh, revenue has been going up, but it's mostly been mm-hmm. driven by an international growth in, you know, international revenue. You certainly see that. I mean, there's a little, little uptake after COVID. So they're still there, yeah. like, and there's still money to be made. Um, you know, the movie budget money has been doing fairly yeah. well for certain studios. Though what that does do, and you see it happen is it creates this sort of like, um, scooping effect where like the biggest mm-hmm. studios with the most money with the biggest projects will scoop up all the movie level animators as fast as possible so any smaller movies then has to really fight to get anyone unless yeah. they just train all their staff themselves and you've been seeing that for years um that was a problem with oko's in back in the day even though i, I guess it's not that long ago now i guess 2019 2018 there was like three big anime movies being worked on at the same time and they just physically couldn't like compete for the for the animators because the project didn't sound as enticing to those freelancers who were at the hmm. top because they were just like oh little girl runs an in they're like nah i'm gonna work on something else and then uh, well then of course there, there are also like these like what was like there was a big tax reform that oh um, yeah that's another thing through and recently came into effect and that could also just end up uh fucking over uh freelance work which basically forms the backbone of the animation industry yeah, there's a recent report that came out. Now, we don't know if it's complete, like uh, a complete reflection per se, but there looked to be an uptick in salary workers. And it's possible that if okay. freelance goes that way, that they might have to go back to having more internal salary workers, which might actually be good for them overall. Um, yeah, I, that may be a more positive. Maybe a more positive may. change. But, I mean, I don't know. If it, obviously, if you fuck over freelancers who can't go salary, um, that's going right. to be it's not great for anyone, but it means yeah. there's going to be crisis there. And then there, there, there are also, of course, implications regarding like the whole like Dogen industry as well. Uh, yeah. You know, obviously, a lot of these creators want to remain anonymous, but if they have to like file out all this like tax information, then that becomes a problem. If it's like on some registry with a real name, maybe they don't want to be associated personally some, with like the stuff they're creating, stuff like I that. I think there's some talk about that a while ago because of the VTuber industry also talking about this. I mean, the, yes, the yeah, the like, VTuber their name industry, on a register. Yeah basically, and be like, yeah. well, that's not good for our clients at all. And I don't know if they ever fixed how that was going to work. Another thing oh, you need damn. to look at, I guess, is like mm. the uh, merchandising industry too. Um, mm-hmm. I know they've been running into manufacturing issues because the, pli- the, pli- the price of plastic has gone up um, where you, you see like this kind of inflation of uh, their character goods stuff, like figures and stuff have gone up. Quite significantly over the last fifteen hmm. years. Um, yeah, so this that is, could definitely um, play a part. 
it's an interesting side effect because it's, it's like where the distribution of these things are and how that can suddenly like what used to be bountiful suddenly stops. Uh, there's yeah. an issue in England with this because, you know, locally where I live, like Vardman, um, apparently plasticine has like the, the main producer of plasticine is like retiring. It's made by like one dude. So like them being now being like, oh, fuck, how are we, are we going to be able to get enough plasticine together to make a movie basically? Because yeah, the distributor we used to get is is retiring, thus not making anymore. <laughs> huh? And it's it's that. I guess I guess, we, these... I guess I guess it's a similar situation to what happened with like cells yeah. like twenty years ago. Yeah, and that was oh. that was the writing was on the wall for that. As soon as they you know, yeah, it was possible for people to make a digi paint movie. Um, right. The idea of that actually lasting was probably going to be a, a fever dream. It was eventually. It was more of a, like an if, but you know. Yeah, Not it was going to happen eventually once computer technology progressed to a certain point. I, although I don't know if they, if anyone expected that for cells to just cell production to just it's completely dead now, isn't it? No, I don't think anyone's you can really buy acetate, but it's very expensive. Okay. I mean, you call it acetate, okay. right? Just like thick pieces of plastic that you could use. But um, right, yeah, yeah you, if but you would buy them like like a novelty thing. You don't buy them in bulk like you could then. Like if you need a hundred thousand right, sheets, yeah. you're not going to be able to get them. I don't think anyone's distributing I mean, that many. I mean, well, if you're if you're making animation like that nowadays, you're yeah. doing it as a novelty because there's no reason to go through that no, fucking hassle. It's anymore. horrible. I've done it myself. <laughs> a, oh, yeah. It's a terrible process uh, in terms of, I mean, maybe some people like that. Um, but like nowadays, if you see anyone doing like more traditional stuff, they do it on paper, like, uh, what's it called? Pup pup uh, puparia. I see that stuff and that oh, fucking drives yeah, me yeah. insane because I, I know how that is. I've, I've been there. But when I see him, he's, mm -hmm. just like, he's just scanning every fucking page. I'm like, bro, you need to get a camera set up. Because I just I know how the, I know the difference. I've done both. Like um, I'm just trying to think of like um, I guess there's stuff like Loving Vincent, I guess, but that's also kind of different. Yeah, well, that's like oil paint. That's literally uh, oil portraits. Yeah. So that's like a weird thing. But they would have been photo too. I don't think they would have scanned those in um, because they, oil paints take forever to dry. So like the to idea dry? of scanning okay. them in would be fucking ridiculous. You wouldn't do that. You'd smear yeah, them all over the place. Yeah, probably fuck everything up. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd especially have to get, like, because a, the way the movie was made, like. You're not doing a new painting for every frame, but rather every cut is basically like they're just painting over the previous frame, essentially. Uh, they um, do it on glass. Or they do it like that. Oh, they're doing it on glass? Okay. I don't know. I, I don't know. Are they doing it on glass or are they doing it on canvas? Because usually... Um, I want to say I, it's on canvas because you can't yeah. buy the paintings used in the movie. Okay, then it's definitely on canvas. Uh, you wouldn't be able to do it yeah. on glass. Well, like uh, that film, what's it called? Man at, Old Man at Sea? I think that also won a new Burrow, a Fiji award. You can I think so, yeah. That's... Uh, Yes, because that one is a glass of paint. I've done glass paint before as well. Um, it's pretty good, but this, you need to have a setup for it. And that involves having mm. like two lights, uh, a room, and like a camera, like a camera on a crane or something. So mm. you have all the set. You have it, it needs to be like a dark room, even lighting, glass on the floor, camera pointing at it with connections to a battery pack or something like plugging it into the wall for power so it doesn't die. So it's. Didn't pretty, you do some watercolor stuff for that like ghibli food cut Ooh. yeah i did I, did i <laughs> uh, let me re yeah. remember yes no i did i did i did i'm so i'm kind of remember myself now if my brain doesn't work that way uh no i did um the backgrounds the backgrounds i did um i painted the right. backgrounds with a watercolor because i was like i don't i i thought at that point i was like well if i want it to look proper i'm gonna have to paint it properly so i painted mm -hmm. it and i did a couple of, like touch-ups digitally but i yeah i painted them and I scanned them in, though did a bit of a bit of a botch job, but you know. Yeah, I remember, you, I remember like watching the, uh, 
the the Ghibli food video yeah. and you talking about that process. And I'm like, wow, this seems like a complete fucking headache for what, yes. how long was that cut? Less than five seconds? Yes, it was like probably just over three seconds, maybe maybe four. I think I, I bulked up a bit just by like making it repeat a little bit more just so you get a feel for it. Um, the yeah, joy it was a, of animation. Yeah, and I, I mean, I I think uh, it's all about choosing your cuts too. I chose one where, which I was like, don't actually know how I'd fucking do that. Instead of being like, mm-hmm. why didn't I just do like steam on fucking still food? Like that would have mm. been, that would have took like a week. That been, yeah, <laughs> right? that would have been so, so easy. But I was like, no, nah, I can't, I can't do that. I'm, I'm, I have to be gotta, different. Got to do the uh, Miyazaki making uh, ramen. Yeah, I have to be like, yeah, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to, I'm going to redo this bit. And if it works or not at the end is, is another question, but that's like the animation process is um, yeah. that kind of, that kind of level where you can, at the end, you kind of realize how little you know. <laughs> And maybe a lot of uh, people in the industry feel that way. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, in terms of like um, the anime industry collapsing, I, th- I was I was talking to Mumi about this because we were watching a video on like uh, the AAA industry possibly yeah. being in a bubble. It more than likely is um, that will that will like eventually pop or contract or is contracting at the moment. AAA game, yeah, um, yeah, sure. Yeah, and. My point was that I don't think that we're going to see a collapse in these industries unless other more major sectors of the economy really take a hit. Like if we see like another if we see another 2008, like uh, real estate yeah. collapse, something along those lines. OK, then, yeah, everything's fucked. I mean, the assumption I have what makes it quite different is that like the video game industry involves the AAA one especially involves huge amounts of money we're talking to make a, a game we're talking like yes yeah you know, oh, 50 100 million dollars maybe more depending on the thing like you know probably billion dollars or something stupid for like rockstar uh who can appropriate that yeah. when it comes to like an anime series right most t- television shows they're going to be made by for a couple million dollars so, like there's a huge difference right. in like the la- yeah it's, it's pennies Pains. in comparison uh usually the problem is always going to be the resources like them trying to get enough people who actually work on it right um, that's going to be the, uh, the 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 line factor. But though, of course, you, uh, the the anime industry has already had many like booms and busts over the years, but they seem to find new ways to evolving. Yeah, yeah, because you had the rental market, and the rental market died. So like that was like you know during the OV era, you really see the yeah, rental yeah. market take off, and eventually you see oh okay, well here's the video era. So you've got the video DVD kind of era coming around this time. That kind of rises to its peak to about 2006, and a little bit later that you started seeing it decline quite severely. And then the crash happens, and that like completely destroys the DVD bubble. And that bursts, and you see the the aftermath of that right, being yeah. things like Media Blaster goes out of business for those things when they had their like yeah. final. Media Blasters isn't dead yet. No, it did die though during that period. They did die, yeah. and they um, they yeah, stopped funding anime. Yeah. So you see that kind of side effect, um, but you also see things like Gonzo went out of business. Yep. They're, well, they got liquidated basically, and they got bought back by their like parent company. So like, I guess after 2009, they were pretty much gone as well in terms of how they, their yeah. original version of themselves. as one of the, uh, I guess, Gynex's further arms. And uh, there's some alleging uh, that the reason that happened is they put a little, maybe too much emphasis on their international market. Uh, but yeah, I, I do think that we are probably yeah, due for another mm. sort of like uh, contraction in the anime industry. Oh, I would not be surprised yeah. uh, with uh, Crunchyroll. Yeah, Crunchyroll yeah. so... In, in terms of, uh, you know, yeah, how that happens and how the anime industry will adjust after that. I don't know. That's a question to ask, like, Kevin on Twitter. <laughs> someone someone who's, like, in more more in touch with the anime industry than me. Sure. I mean, I think some of it's always going to be a very hypothetical. 
because until it happens, right, yeah, like, no, no one really knows how it's yeah, going to no go. Yeah, no one has a crystal ball. You know, it's like it's like the uh, you you feel a bit like uh, what's, what's that guy? You know, the fucking uh, the neoliberal guy, the Fukushima. Is it? What's his name? Um, no, he's like the end of the world or whatever. Is it the end of time? Is it neoliberalism? Oh, end of the end of history yeah, guy. What's his name? I thought it was Fukushima. Am I am I making that up? Uh, Fukuyama. Fukuyama. There you go. Yeah, I pretend I always said it. Yeah, Francis Fukuyama. Fukuyama. Yeah. His name is Francis Fukuyama. I said that myself. So I totally did not just get that from someone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know these things. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's a bit like that, right? Where it's just like the end will never be near. It, <laughs> it keeps seeming like it's going to die, but it doesn't. Nope. Nope. It'll, it will. It will it lump. It will find a way to limp on in some w- way or another. Um, this has been a downer episode. Oh, this okay, has been sure, a really yeah, depressing uh, let's episode. Talk about something nice now. <laughs> I've, been waiting, I've been waiting for you, Moe, to to ha- to feel Light another question to get us out of 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 us talking about uh, economic doomerism. Oh, you've been waiting on me too. Okay, uh, Steve. Yay. So, people that aren't like privy to, I, I guess you talk about a lot of uh, uh, like what you're watching and stuff, like on your Patreon and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I do uh, that sometimes. Anyone that has isn't like sub to that, like might mm-hmm. not oh, okay. be aware of like your watching habits and stuff like that. So what what kind of stuff do you do you watch or like have you been watching lately? Oh, okay. Let's see if I can remember. Um, this I think for this month I was probably gonna like uh, I was gonna see probably Godzilla tomorrow. Oh hell yeah! And um, I was can probably we- gonna maybe have a quick talk about the 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 dub because I'm out of country right now. But I think last one, I I, t- I, s- I tend to just throw whatever I've been watching, like, well, I eat. That tends to be how it goes, right? Um, <clears> so, like, I ended up watching, like, Invincibles for the first time, even though I, I read it back when I was, like, a kid. Oh, well, I don't know, a kid. I was, like, 19, probably. I, like, read a lot <clears> of it at the library. Um, and I was like, oh, I should totally read the rest of this, and I just never did. So I finally got to uh, actually watching it. I and mean, then I realized that, because uh, I thought season two would come out all at once, and it was just like, oh, no, it's coming out weekly, and there's a big gap, too. So I just, just stuck now. Uh, and I watched Free Run too. I think I was talking about that. Um, what else did I see recently? If I can remember, fuck, I don't know. It's it's like it's like me trying to remember what I ate for breakfast. Yeah, like who the morning. fucking remembers what they do like the, yesterday? <laughs> I did. Oh, you know what I saw recently? You know what I saw a, a bit recently? Um, the Phoenix version on on Disney Plus. They made that new Phoenix show. Oh, oh the movie. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's like, I guess it's like that four was episodes. fucking weird. Yeah, like it's so yeah, pretty weird. Oh, yeah. Like I, I, oh and yeah. I was I was generally yeah. curious about yeah. it because I was like oh because I knew it's four C made a whole video about four C once upon a time so I was yeah. kind of like Phoenix Eden seventeen yes yeah, this really weird title and I I, I was curious how it went because I've read a bit of Phoenix I've seen some earlier adaptations because uh, you mm-hmm. know the more popular adaptations are going to be stuff during the earlier arcs um, especially with like the uh, the sort of ancient Japan kind of setting yeah. Um, but this one is you know, far future, and it is a kind of uh, Oedipus complex uh, redoing of Garden of Eden, I suppose, or something like that. There, there's something weird going. Yeah, it's very Tezuka. Yeah, and I feel it's, yeah. it must be pretty close to the original because, like, yeah, some of the way they they go about it is a little old school. And I'm like, ah, okay, so I think this is going to be some of the classic Tezuka. Yeah, it, it, it is interesting in ways. Just that, like, Disney doesn't even have like an anime category, as far as I can tell. So no. like, it's just thrown out there, and like depending on the country, uh, I've noticed that it, it can vary from country to country. They have like either like Disney ten anime Japan. or five. 
Disney Plus mm-hmm. in Japan specifically seems to be able to get away with like a lot more adult like centric content. Like um, uh, well they did like uh the sequel to Tommy Galaxy. Yes. Tommy Time Machine Blues. Yeah, I saw that uh, one. Summertime Render. Summertime Render, which has a lot of fan service and horrific violence, <laughs> uh, is also on Disney Plus Japan. Yeah, they just so, don't uh, they don't market them effectively. But uh, what I was nope, nope, so they don't, curious they, about, they don't get like they don't get put outside of Japan, basically. Yeah, well, there's some of them. I mean, I noticed some of them on the at least uh, Summertime Blues. Is it that one is definitely here? Okay. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, but what I noticed the most that was really like clear to me is that there's no dub. But instantly I was like, oh, they don't give a shit, do they? Because hmm. I was just thinking, like, when you get something on Netflix and they do it, they right. dub it in, like, every language They do it into possible. every goddamn language. Yeah, they get that. And they sometimes wait until it's finished so they can do that. So they can hit it with that. Yeah. But then Disney's just like, Netflix you can game. have, yeah, you can, ha- you can have it. Um, but, like, also, don't forget to turn the subtitles on because that won't come automatically either. It would just be in Japanese. Yep. And you go, oh, that's very unprepared. <laughs> alienate your alienate your audience i guess which i mean yeah no one this kind it kind of just arrived and i was like oh yeah that's the thing and we we just watched it uh one saturday in our server and we i mean our collective response was it's pretty weird what the hell did we just watch yeah because uh, it's constantly shifting yeah that's very tezuka he's always moving very fast yeah the thing is the thing that's lost in this because like this is played very like seriously and straight like you, yeah. You've read uh, you've read Phoenix, haven't you? Yeah, I've read it a bit. It's pretty comedic at times, yeah. Yeah, it's it's very very inspired by like slapstick, like Disney kind of stuff. Like there's like scenes yeah. where like Old people get flasher. thrown through a panel or something. Sometimes so they're like looking uh, at the previous panel. Yeah, even, a- even Tezuka's like more serious stuff, like uh, like uh, what message to Adolf will still have like comedic bits in it. He's, a, he's yeah, he's a bit of a jokester. I mean, there's definitely parts in the the manga where they're, they're just characters like shit on the floor. Just fuck around yeah. like that, so it, it gets like pretty. And a lot of the adaptations tend to sort of move away from that stuff a little, because like, they don't know how to like quite hit that tone. Right. Yeah. Have you seen the two thousand four adaptation? I have not. I think it's the same director, though, isn't it? How much do they cover on that? Uh, they cover like five arcs. Oh, interesting. I don't know if it's necessarily in order. I forget. I forget the, the exact order because I know that they didn't adapt. Um, the arc that everybody loves like i think That's it's number four volume i think four yeah yeah because uh, that. that one's already been adapted and it's i think it's fairly po- it's a pretty good adaptation by madhouse back in the day yeah they, i don't think they covered that in the, the tv series it's pretty solid uh, that um, was, yeah that was a tezuka studio production yeah tezuka production well the thing is um tezuka productions tends to work alongside sometimes madhouse and some others just because they have that kind of co-production situation mm. but because a lot of you mm. know madhouse was ex motion like mushi pro people so some of them still have ties right, to yeah. uh, the thing so you see them kind of like working together sometimes like you know with uh metropolis and that sort of stuff i would say that's probably like the closest to a faithful adaptation of phoenix i've seen like it the still TV keeps show? in kind of the silly the yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the t it keeps in the silly stuff. It's not like it's not a Rintaro adaptation, mask- right? Which is uh, um, which the have, uh, other one is? It does have Sugi on uh, uh, some of the episodes though, as the episode director, which is oh, that's interesting. interesting. He was well, he's old Mushi Pro as well. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, that was definitely not what I was expecting. Uh, especially interesting to get Four C to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'd actually forgotten this was a 4C production as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's because they have a bit of a history kind of doing a bit more like international work, which again goes back, I suppose, to the anime video I was saying about like how, to me, sometimes there's a point, and I, I noticed this even when archive, when I told about that, how do we archive everything they've ever done, like in a like convenient list? Because mm-hmm. even when it comes to right. outsourcing stuff, because if you want to talk about them and their history, like, or just want to know what they've done, if we only limit it to the stuff that's like really, really, they're really definitely sure is anime or something stupid like that, you're going to miss it, like all this whole other chunk of stuff. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, because like these anime studios, you know, they are doing like television and film animation, but they're also working on things like commercials, yeah. video games, uh, you know. Yeah, some commercials do get put on like shit. my anime list of stuff. It's just like sometimes. Yeah. Like they had a Photoshop commercial that's on my anime list that's a pretty popular one there's a famous evangelion chic commercial oh yeah that was good the the mcdonald's uh cult studio colorido commercial yeah it's weird how Uh, they go back i wonder if they have the uh suntory penguin beer commercials probably not no i don't think they did well, an interesting one I remember, and I think it's gone now, is that uh, at one time, because they, they, sn- they snuck on uh, Thundercats, onto, which is a 4C show. It was like a 4C oh. uh, TV, it was, but it was made from out, I, I guess, Cartoon Network. So usually it's considered like outsource work. Even though, like, yeah, technically they directed it and worked on it, did the character yeah. signs, etc. So they were pretty involved in it, and it's one of their, like, one of their longer-term members who's done stuff on the other side of like uh, a lot of outsourcing mm-hmm. or working with different companies, usually Warner Brothers. And again, it's Warner Brothers because Cartoon Network. But um, that was on Mal for a bit. And I, I think at some point someone realized, was like, oh, okay, we're going we're gonna to slowly move that off and off. Uh, yeah. Because I guess it's... maybe that happened during Scott Pilgrim because I remember it used to be on there, like in a really small number. And people were like, huh? Huh? Why is this on here? Yeah. I remember that being like a big kind of like discourse thing. It's like, why, if Scott Pilgrim is on here, why the fuck is the Animatrix on here? Yeah, or, um, Animatrix is definitely more of a... I mean, I bring this up in the video because I feel like at best you can say, like, you know, if we're going as far as possible, the Animatrix and Scott Pilgrim are very much the same level. I still don't know why the fucking Transformers movie is not on my email list. I don't know because that's, we, that's an interesting one. Yeah. Have you ever looked at who worked on that? Because there's actually a bunch of people from Sunrise on it as well. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's... It's almost like if you if you remove the context of like it being a Hasbro property, it's just an, it, like it is just an anime, right? Right. Well, I mean, it's like, it's a co-production. It's always been a co-production though, because there's always been Japan involvement in terms of like the toys lines and stuff like that had a connection to Hasbro on that side, and then there's also Marvel's involvement because originally the way Transformers worked, I understand, is that that some of the premises were built of Marvel writers who then worked with Japan and Hasbro. And mm. then it sort of all comes together. Because some of those character designs came from uh, Japanese members, like Obari, who designed, I think, a couple of the Transformers, the more iconic ones. They did the Starscream from uh, Macross, so... Yeah. And even the fo- like you, the, the folding Transformers stuff, is definitely like you can see the, see the, the points of yeah. reference oh, there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely... Makes for a great toy. But yeah, that's where like the, the the Transformers movie feels like it would be fine to put on there as a co-production, just because like it's so many like Sunrise members, so many Toei members, and it is basically animated strictly by Toei and whoever they got on top of yeah. that. And they're all like mecha people from the eighties and the lasers. It's very much of the era. Um, I yeah, guess people look a little giant strange. robots fighting each other. I mean, it's, it's not a whole lot different than like Gal Gygar. Yeah, and some of the people who worked on Gal Gygar, the Gal Gygar 
probably did work on this as well. Yeah, that's one of those things where it's like, well, I guess not to like, you know, I guess just repeat uh, mm. the Scott Pilgrim video that go check out the Scott Pilgrim video that yeah, uh, I might want to. Steve has done, and then and then our video yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, um, you probably need more views. You get it. You we can get more crazy people <laughs> watching your one. Although, <laughs> wow. Okay, I guess I guess we're just gonna get patronized on our own <laughs> fucking pot. Um, but uh, it's fine. Just just go pin a comment on your video saying before you make a a, a shitty comment, just go watch the weeb crew. <laughs> leave your yeah, shitty comments on our video yeah we'll take them um, yeah but you know you need that for, yeah. for these websites there you need to draw a line in the sand somewhere because yes i mean it, it, it there's not going to be like a clear there's no clear cut like oh yes this is where anime stops and cartoons begin or anything like that it's always no, going to be this sort of like blurry yeah it's 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 like a gradual sort of like transition essentially. well it's funny with transformers because some transformers shows are on mel and some are not and i always find that that's kind of like some a are not it's uh, very... weird sort of mix and it is like a lot of them are there are like shows that four seasons animated for transformers and i think those might not even be on mal though but some yeah. other ones are so it's just like, and, I, and I can so almost funny. guarantee you that it's because of the whole made for a Japanese market argument. Yeah, yeah it's, it's fascinating in a way. Like if I went on Mal right now and I typed in like Transformers, I could see like which shows do they think is cool and which are not. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Superlink. Which one the fuck's that? I don't remember. Is that uh, is that Armageddon? I think that might be Armageddon. I have no idea. I don't know. I have no we've, idea. We've watched, only... <laughs> basically, we've watched the Transformer movie out of context, and that's it. Ah, okay. Yes. So, so when I was growing yes. up in England, um, the, the Transformer show on the television was Armageddon, which was done by okay. Toei, I think. Was it Toei again? Oh, no. Act? Is it this? It? Uh, it's, yeah, they have a funny name for it here. I think it. Uh, I think Superlink is that. It's some random studio. But yeah, that one's apparently an anime, I guess. Um, and you could, that's all on YouTube now, I think, as well. Hmm. Yeah, or Energon, Energon actually. Or maybe there's another. Hmm? I did watch Beast Wars. That's... Beast Wars are good. My my nephew loves Beast Wars, even though it's like old as shit. It's really it, good though. It's kind of it's got that jank CGI '90s charm. Hell, that's yeah. an interesting one to bring up though, because uh, there's like three Japanese Beast Wars shows that have nothing to do with the original series, but are like connected to it somehow. Oh, they're all like, but they're all 2D really? instead of 3D. Yeah. Yeah, huh. it's called, there's something called Beast Wars Neo, and that's on Mal right here. And there's oh, yeah, several seasons that. of that. Um, and it's like set in between seasons, and some of the cast, I think, are different. And there's also Beast Wars 2, which again is another Japanese uh, exclusive that's on Mal, but, uh, you know, it gets to be on Mal. Well, see, there you go. No one can say Beast Wars is bad. They've made Beast Wars now, 2. Yeah, it's true. It's like a, weird sorts of things like this. I guess, yeah, just have like Japanese productions like have you ever seen like the lilo and stitch anime by madhouse isn't i think it? it's just called like uh, i think so yeah i've seen it on television like yeah, uh, yeah i remember i remember like watching it as like a kid and being like oh it's just a cartoon yeah it looks no, like I look at it as an adult and i'm like oh yeah it's been so long since i've seen it but i haven't really thought twice about it but yeah madhouse was uh, yeah. a source to do it yeah, I mean, if, if what was it outsourced or was it because it's it's on it's on it, any list? Is it on my I, anime list? I Let's see. Um, I, d- I didn't even know it was on there. I mean, I haven't looked at the production too much, but I know they they did it for them. There's a one shot. Yes. Uh, 
that's yep. on there. It's it's so on, there's a whole television show as well. well I think they yeah, on. it's on my anime list. So I guess I guess account. It's not outsourced. So maybe I. Uh, uh, I mean, again, where the, where the line is is always funny. Uh, yeah, what, where, where do you? Yeah, where you draw that line? I mean, again, you have to like draw a line in the sand somewhere. Otherwise, yeah, you are going to run into situations like. You, you know, can't have it, every American cartoon ever that's been produced in Japan on these websites, or it's completely destroyed. Like, had like work done in Japan, or yeah. like if you if you include Korea, we're just going to be including everything. They had the fucking yes. pillows on the Lilo and Stitch anime. What the fuck? What? They had the pillows. Dude, did they? What the? Oh my, fuck? that's the so ED. funny. What, the ED. What the? Yeah, was it just in Japan or the English one got? I don't remember the pillows being the fucking soundtrack. Holy shit. That's crazy. Like, now, the- now you know it's an anime. <laughs> oh, holy. I also like that Masa Mariyama produced uh, the Lilo and Stitch anime. Of course. He is the head of a Madhouse, after all. Of course. He, is, he will produce everything a Madhouse. Yeah. Well, what's interesting about that is that is, um, I think that is during the peak year of Madhouse's collapse, um, which is 2008 to 2009. Yes. Because what you can tell about that time is the amount of stuff they're producing is way too high for their studio uh, percentage. Mm. They got about eight television shows, including the Lilo and Switch, Stitch one. They have five movies and probably a bunch of a- a- OVAs or something as well. It's just like, it's, yeah. it's, it's oh far too God. much for the oh. studio to be producing. Red Line is in production. Yep. Yeah. It's oh, been in production. Lord. Yeah. And it's not even the most expensive movie they made originally in 2009. Cash I mean, and Sins. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the Penguin Gee. one. They did that French co-production Penguin film, which apparently cost the fucking arm and legs at CGI. I think it was split, maybe, the cost of it with France, but that obviously didn't help their situation, uh, especially with the rental market so, like collapsing or the, like, the DVD market or whatever collapsing, so that didn't help them on sales. That's sort of been around the time Maruyama also left Madhouse as it, well. Yeah, it's the year afterwards, I think. Um, I this think, is basically yeah, the peak, two- and then it falls. So the 2009 happens, yep. and then they realize, I think at the end of 2009, they have like a really bad quarter, uh, which is publicly talked about, and it's like, ah, okay. And he's like, mm, okay, oopsie. Uh, maybe time to start yeah. thinking about packing my bags before it gets too corporate here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mariam specifically cited the fact that like Madhouse had grown to the point where it's like it was impossible for him to really like get anything done creatively, basically. It was like a real yeah. struggle for that. So he left to then found Mappa, and then oh, there's a really funny goes. interview where he's talking about he's talking about this. He's talking about the reason that he left Madhouse being because it got too big and too corporate, <laughs> and then he says that. Uh, He's worried that Mappa is going the same way as well. Yeah. And that interview took place like a month or two before he left Mappa. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of interested in doing a Mappa video at some point. It depends on how I set things up. I don't know how fast I'm yeah, going to go. I, mean, I don't think I'll get there by the time Juju Kaisen finishes. That's too soon. Yeah. But I'm interested in the topic. Uh, I, mean, I think it's very fascinating. Just looking historically about like there's so many shitty stories about Mappa in the last like decade. You know, it goes back oh, yeah. to like, I mean, I remember talking to an animator on stream, uh, someone in my community who told me about how it was to work on like Attack on Titan. It was a complete shit show. And that like, the animation mm-hmm. director for the episode they worked on knew less about animation than they did. And that's still young. And that's uh, that was when the first season came back, I guess, or when they took on. I think it was. And maybe this is just like cynical me. Uh, but it, when Mappa took over Attack on Titan, a lot of people were obviously upset specifically because, you know, it wasn't up to like the visual quality that wit had done and you know all this like cg usage and stuff and sure me being a kind of a cynic also kinds of think kind of thinks that like the reason 
that people are now becoming more and more critical of working conditions in the anime industry isn't necessarily because these conditions have are getting worse. I mean, they are, and sure. but they've also always they've been shit for a very long time. Yeah, and well, I think it's really just because that it has now like negatively affecting. Uh, something like Attack on Titan, which a lot of people like, and it's getting in the way of their enjoyment. Now it's becoming something more acceptable to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of people are very, um, very basic on that level. I suppose you know, outside out of mind yeah. for a lot of uh, production equals you know bad time for most shows if wherever they're made. Yeah, um, but I guess when it starts affecting them, they can actually see the problems in front of them or. That yeah. it feels weird or something, or you know, I mean, one of the things I saw in one interview, um, I didn't bring it up in the video of anime, but I did relate to it. Um, and they, somebody said who worked in the industry, basically said, that, yeah, three thousand frames is still pretty standard for TV shows, but a show like Attack on Titan uses about five to ten thousand. Oh, okay, so something more, something more action heavy and we'll yeah. have a lot more eyes well on i think they're specifically talking about them just that like i guess mappa is upping the frame count because you can tell oh. they do a lot more rotoscope in those shows i can't necessarily say that's okay. the same for every shonen show but for mm-hmm. I, specifically i think they're talking about error would have been the mapper error and maybe even when wit was doing it uh that like a lot of the big sequences are very like heavy on the frames heavy on the drawings Mm. And I know a lot of people talk about how there's like fair, it seems to be a fair bit of rotoscope in the later seasons because of how realistic it gets. Uh, just because they, I don't know, they're trying to get that fucking stuff done as quick as possible. So there seems to be like a fair bit of roto here and there. But yeah, they seem to be there's using a lot more also drawings. Come out, uh, recently mm. as well with um because the original director of like season one, Jujutsu <coughs> Kaisen, and uh, what was it? yeah the movie Jujutsu Kaisen yeah. Zero, Sunghu Park. Yeah, he basically left Mappa and is now doing like. His own studio. thing, which and I guess like, yeah, he founded his own studio with like the specific ethos of like, we're going to try not to be like, like that, essentially. We're not Mappa. Yeah. Do, you, do you know the story we're about not the movie? Mappa. The Juju Kaisen movie? Do you know about the story? No. It, they had a four month production schedule. Holy shit. Oh, Jesus Christ. What? Yeah, this isn't 1979 either. This isn't like loop on the photo like Castle Calaestro where it's like a cartoony looking thing. No, this is fucking Juju Kaisen. Yeah, that's how the fuck did they the get so- that out in four months? What? Very difficultly. It seemed it was an impossible task they somehow managed to do. They somehow, what the fuck? I would, I would, I could definitely see wanting to leave a studio. Yeah, <laughs> who made you do a fucking movie in four months on a thing that was yeah. making like the third highest grossing anime shonen film of all time, or whatever it is. Well, yeah, one of the yeah. Um, well, it's also interesting. Uh, with Zom One Hundred, Zom One Hundred was um produced by. A studio called a new studio called Bug Films, ah. um, which was basically X O L M staff. Yeah. Um, and then that production has also just been completely fucked because I guess you know just the anime industry again. Who now going back to the doomerism? Anime <laughs> industry is just yeah is is fucked and you can't escape. Oh my god. Uh, uh, <gasps> so let me think. What's a nice thing to talk about? Um, uh, well, go back. <laughs> So kind of in line with that, like people have been hmm. talking about like Freerun, I guess, because it's a Madhouse production and they're like, oh, Freerun's putting, it's uh, being made in good conditions. Questionable. Putting Madhouse back know, on they, the map. And- I, don't know if they, I don't know if that's true in the, in the broader sense. I yeah. don't think they actually know that for sure, because remember that Freerun also released its first episode with four at once. So that's, that yeah. definitely yeah. would have been the pressure on the schedule that they had to do four um, episodes for the first week. 
So obviously they were already thinking on tighter things. And a lot of the ways that Madhouse deals with those pressures is that they outsource. So like when episodes are becoming too difficult to work on, they'll just get, you know, Dr. Movie or another Korean team to sort of fill in for them. So they can then get the other Japanese members to focus more on a different Japanese episode, a different like episode, the next episode or something. They'll like fill it in. What I understand, um, Sunny Boy, which was also Madhouse, and yes. um, the director of Freer and Keichiro Saito. Yeah, they both worked uh, on that. Yeah, and that was, that was that, from what I understand, that was a pretty like easygoing production, um, especially in terms of because where, where a lot of uh, for instance, where a lot of like these productions end up hitting like a strong bottleneck is in like the corrections phase because mm. that those need to be handled by more senior staff your animation directors for either like the episode or yeah there's a lot of checking this is a a problem with like dragon ball super if you notice that dragon ball super schedule is really bad but if you look at their schedule like credit list in the second half of the show you see they actually sometimes have four to five animation directors per episode that's fucking absurd that's most animated movies don't have that many no yeah usually it's one guy yeah it's usually one guy they usually have then the, like the enough time and you know the drawings you know the animation cuts that they're getting are usually they don't need to make as necessarily as many corrections um well this their, is their um staff all that sort of stuff somewhat a reason why like outsourcing can be a little bit difficult because if you outsource to lots of different people you're gonna get lots of different things back and if you try and get them all consistent that's really that's gonna take a lot more manpower and you can't train people you yeah. you, you can't like you you want you know you may submit a cut and then you're just not going to get any feedback on that cut so you don't know yeah they're what not getting wrong what you need to improve anything like that which again just gets back to the layout way. problem of the industry if you can't train yep. people in-house um new yeah. problems rise yeah um but yeah so i guess going based on the production for sunny boy and then also the production for bochi also seemed to be uh, pretty easy going. Really? I heard it. It sounds like pretty tight at times. It sounds like they were really on the edge at, at points. I mean, they were doing their best, but like it did sound like there were some very tiring days ahead of them. Of Maybe. Course. Like any television show. Um, like you, you, know, you, you work yeah. in 13, 13 weeks, you need like a month per episode at best, maybe more. Are you going to be able to keep that schedule up? Um, well, I, I, guess, I guess people do also like tend to conflate like the visual quality of something. Uh, with like you know the like the fin- uh, the finished product and yeah they don't really have much yeah. connection because you know a lot of the finishing is probably going to no, be outsourced I mean, anyway so like it's not going to be a the- good example would be like um like one uh, Wonder Egg Priority which yeah. I mean later episodes do do start to look a little bit rougher but overall it's still a pretty solid looking show especially in terms of the action yeah clever work the production does good work. was a complete shit show. Yeah, and like it's usually in spite that these things look the way they do. Um, yeah. I, mean, I would say yeah. the Juju Kaisen movie. I mean, from what I've seen of it, very little I've seen of it. It's obviously like a soccer good movie. The movie was very right, yeah. like oh, fat. Yeah, it looks like all the crazy cuts and like very articulate, pretty boys. Like that's, but like, but four months. Yeah, four months. What the fuck are you doing in four months? Yeah. Trying to die. Got death wish. Trying yeah. to die. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god. What do you think um, about Free Run? I like it. I think it's cool. Like it? It's got funny elf lady. <laughs> that was my. She has some good. She does have some good uh, reaction images. It does. There are, yeah. What's it surprised me? Um, how popular that it, it it's yeah, become. Yeah, I'm, I'm genuinely surprised. Really. I didn't know it was this popular. I just I just saw it and I was like, oh, that's cute. I showed yeah, it to a friend of mine because I was like, this is the kind of show you'd like. Because uh, we watched um, the beginning of uh, what was that? That old D and D Lotus Quar. We watched the beginning of Lotus War together a while back, you know, the, the cute elves in it. And I was, I looked at her and I was like, oh, it's just like Lotus War. 
And it's interesting, yeah, because because both Freerun and Bochy share the same director. Yeah. So, you know, if you can go three for three uh, in terms of just, you know. What comes next, I guess? Bochy was one of the biggest hits of last year. Freerun is certainly one of the biggest hits of this year going into next year. I do wonder if that four think- episode beginning is was what really got them there. That they, they were like, okay, maybe it would be hard to sell this to people if we don't get like enough of it in front of them. So that the, could that could be it, especially like on the coattails of um, Oshinoko, which yeah. made that whole like hour and a half long uh, sort of thing, which may maybe may, may end up becoming a more common thing. I wouldn't be surprised if that was like something that we end up seeing more. Yeah, uh, well, because no, what I you imagine know, is you that get people hyped up. The idea is that that you know usually if if your production's going the way it should be, your four episodes should be complete by the time it starts airing. So the idea would right. be like, but then that doesn't give you much leeway if you have to then jump then the next that, week. That means you're, you're a bit fucked. A little bit more stressful going yeah, yeah. from episode five forward. Yeah, because you don't have any buffer room if you, in, unless you make up a much bigger buffer room. And even um, right, yeah. I think Freeman's supposed to keep running for a while because I didn't know how many cores it's going to be. Yes, it's so it's, it's running fairly, for quite a lot of it's, episodes. It's like twenty. We started episodes. off joking. Yeah, we started off joking about like how like oh going longer than twenty four episodes, how pretentious. I think Freerun's like twenty eight. Yeah, I heard twenty eight. It's a weird number. I don't know if it's just because that's how much they've got to adapt. Yeah, it's it's unusual. It's gonna um, be a struggle for them. I'm I'm, I'm not a lot. Like Madhouse doesn't no, do that hopefully. many productions anymore. <laughs> I don't know how they yeah, manage hopefully, this. Hopefully, they can keep it up in the back half. I imagine we're gonna see a lot more Korean talent on it. <laughs> That is my yeah. assumption. I feel like I would enjoy Freyron more if Anime Elf didn't come out earlier this year. Oh, I didn't see that one. Uh, they kind of touch on some similar things as far as like the themes of like these elves like dealing with being outside of like human time. Yeah, uh, yeah. I feel but like also being quirky and kind of having weird interests. In the case yeah. of like Freyron, she's spells. like interested in. Fucking weird ass spells and potions that melt your clothes. Well, their their antisocial kind of behaviors are being characterized through these like kind of otaku. Yeah, I mean, kind of hobbies. Free yeah. seems in the south. A spell she, otaku. She's, yeah, she's a very interesting kind of otaku databasing animal, right? In that she databases yeah. spells and other weird trinkets that she keeps in a big old box, but she never fucking knows where anything yeah. is in, and she's always sleeping. I do, I do, I do like that about it. Um, God, what was I going to say? What was it? Oh, I was gonna say the aesthetic. Yeah, the aesthetic. I find that quite interesting, though, in terms of how. I I, I don't know if this is just um. There's something about the way Freeman looks that's very particular, and it's it's compositing. Like it has a sort of like mm-hmm. a side effect to it, in that I I think it, it's trying to look a little bit more old school, in that like the mm-hmm. way the backgrounds are painted, um, and there's sort of like deep shades of blue and and stuff like that, and just uh. The sort of effects they add to them, as well as like they add chroma. That was, a, that was a similar thing to Sunny Boy as well. Yeah, yeah, I think that's similar pipelines between those two. I, w- mm-hmm. I would say because they add like a chroma abrasion, I think they call it, uh, to the chromatic char- aberration. Yeah, that's the one to the characters in, in Free Run. like a, and they've added a bit of crust to the lines as well, which is usually done mm-hmm. through like the ending process. So yeah, it does have that little, a bit more textural feel to it, which probably makes it feel a bit different than some of the other Elf shows that came out this year. That might be a bit more clean. Um, yeah, it is. It is interesting how like yeah, we've gotten two elf anime in 2023 that mm. kind of have like these like similar sort of ideas. Because yeah, Edomai Elf is. I mean, in Edomai Elf, she's literally just an otaku. Yeah, yeah. I think I think um, Edomai Elf was able to, ex- for me anyway, Edomai Elf was ex- able to explore these themes a bit more 
a bit more is more conducive to exploring these themes, I guess just I could put it. Um where like a lot of like Freyran's runtime has been like focused on like the these demons and stuff and you're like there's certainly okay. a bit of that i mean i'm definitely more into the slice of life haha funny hamburger yeah i'm pretty think, happy about that i think yeah i think in general uh, i think it folk freeman works more as a sort of like iashike kind of thing with you know i mean like you know iashike in terms of like uh being more laid back i mean obviously there's like you know bittersweet stuff going on yeah i think they, they whole, really like, uh, first, they specify on the flashback like flashback is really important to, to the three of them they're like specifically about yes. all right this flashback will relate exactly to the moment we're talking about right now they will have like a longer flashback you'll be like where's it going and then at the end they'll be like oh okay it connects directly to what we're seeing right now and then, it, then, it, then it's back right um but yeah i mean oh. the obviously this the animators working on it like do a pretty great job and the action scenes are like completely solid i've got nothing to say against them I don't mind it when it gets. Have you, uh, uh, are you all cut up? Because I, I, I haven't. Not cut I've up, been but I did out and about, was... so I haven't seen the last couple of episodes. I think I got to thirteen. So um, there was and... a dancing cut uh, making the rounds um, in this like yeah. latest episode that looks really nice. Yeah, I should have to see that at some point. I, I mean, it looks cute. I think uh, seeing a, I think a dance episode yeah. sounds perfect for the show. But maybe like, I, I kind of like that. Um, dance episode. Freeman can kind of just do that though. It can kind of go between like these sort of like, oh, serious drama, a lore, bollocks about maybe there's demons you got to kill or something. I don't know where. Or like, oh, we've got to have like a life and death battle. And then it'll kind of go, what about the episode where we collect turnips? Oh, it's an episode where we right. go to a dance. Oh, you're stuck in the mud. Oh, that sucks. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Sorry, am I, <laughs> yeah, are you going to save me? No, probably not. Uh, you're kind of gross. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, I, de- I definitely prefer like, yeah. the, like the lighter stuff more yeah. to like the action but yeah i i well i can't say they're like doing it wrong though i mean definitely like you know, it's obviously no, well folded and well like animated and direct and stuff like i mean the, the action was certainly very strong yeah so it, which i think is interesting but they can kind of like jump between both of them so seamlessly yeah yeah again i guess i guess yeah i think this is something we had as like a concern um when those first four episodes came out we're like wow this is a pretty good looking show yeah it's kept oh, it's up twenty-eight well. episodes. Oh, I, I hope. Fingers crossed, they can, uh, yeah, uh, follow through with that. We're about halfway through, and it doesn't seem like they've stumbled yet. So, yeah, they just got. I mean, it's it's going to be a constant fight, and a lot of that's going to be about how they use their resources. <laughs> Madhouse is definitely more prone to outsourcing than a lot of places because they've been working with mm-hmm. uh, Doctor Movie since the nineties. And Doctor yeah. Movie is incredibly well trained. I mean, they even work with Ghibli, so like, it's not exactly like they don't know what they're doing. They're like the big like go-to uh like a uh, korean studio yeah for, for like um finishing usually it's like they'll be yeah. they'll be brought in to do uh finishing correction and in-betweens usually or painting crazy, it's all one guy too they, and they just call him doctor yeah doctor, he's, he's crazy he knows his real name he knows movies very well yeah, yeah. even though that apparently he even worked with the simpsons so when the simpsons did their shitty death note episode which some people apparently like i was like what the fuck that was terrible but uh, apparently people think it's good <laughs> uh they yeah doctor movie did it because I remember my friend told me, like, Dr. Movie. And I was like, who the fuck is Dr. Movie at that time? It was, like, ages ago. I was like, I can't remember. I was like, why is Dr. Movie? Like, that's on Madhouse. Madhouse did Death Note. And I was like, oh, it's that Dr. Oh. Movie. It's that fucking Korean team they were with. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Well, since we talked about, like, mm. anime of the year stuff, and we were talking about Freerun, oh. would you say Freerun's your anime of the year? Um, let me <laughs> I have to remember what I've actually <laughs> seen this year. I can't remember. See, I don't, I don't keep a mouse. So this is the controversy here. Why, you can tell uh, mm. they, they hate me for this. But, uh, like... I stopped like trying to database when I was like 19 or something because I was like I can't fucking keep up with this shit. This is too much effort. 
And like these websites are really like bad for UI for this stuff. Like you have to press like five different buttons oh, to yeah. log one show. I'm like fucking out, really? That's crazy. How are you this, gonna... why, this is why eventually the the end game of for all of this is um keeping a spreadsheet. Yeah, I mean eventually I just write Which it I have down. Now made. I'll just write well, down. How are you gonna write it down? How are you gonna pull out your link like Big Dong Slong and whip it on the table if someone like challenges you in an argument? Yeah. Uh, what if, yeah. What if someone calls you a tourist? Uh, they already have, but I'm just like. Bro, they already have. Yeah, I've had people call. I was. I think it's, I didn't even know what it was until they told me. I was like, "What the fuck's a tourist?" I just think it's funny because <laughs> so it's just like you, bro. The evidence is my channel. Like, you want to go to my channel? Who the fuck else has talked about yeah. anime? That's like I've I've seen every '60s anime movie ever, like you can get your hands on at the time when it came out. When I made that video, I was like, I, I watched, I watched them all. I watched everything that Madhouse fucking made in the movies and Toei in those. Doesn't hours. count. I was have like, you seen? Have you seen all of One Piece? Yes. Oh well, there you go. Yes, yeah, so I prove it. it. I guess I would. Oh no, I guess I can't prove it. I, well, to be fair, I guess I missed the last couple. You didn't mark of weeks. it. You didn't mark it on a list. Oh, no. Well, I guess it's, I guess uh, maybe they maybe they'd get me on like I I read some of it and I watched some bits of it. So like you know I've watched most of it, but oh, I also oh, read see. bits. So they're probably like, oh, didn't even watch the entire 186 oh. episodes of One Piece. I watched Poser. 183 or something. <laughs> no, 1,800 1, Can you beat Goku though? Uh, Popeye can. That's that's my that's my that's my Popeye. anime take. My power skating thing. I think Popeye can beat Goku because he's got infinite stamina. Popeye is basically like Batman, except if instead of prep time, he just needs more spinach. Well, I actually think this is interesting thing about One Piece. Actually, is because uh, you know the One Piece Mar- Gear Five came out right, and Gear Five is just like Popeye. And I was like, oh, I guess I guess Luffy can beat Goku now. Well, there you go. <laughs> but actually, actually, maybe he can't because he doesn't have the stamina. That's the problem. Like Popeye still has like more, way more stamina than Luffy does. He can't keep in that. Mm. Like he can't keep in Popeye mode for too long. So unless <laughs> he like fucks Goku up like instantly, Popeye just lives in that. Like that's just he's built different, right? He's got the spinach. Yeah, that, that, that's just his everyday. Yeah, that's just him. He he's like free, he has- free man. He just he's built up that ability. For so long, Popeye the Slayer. Yeah, yeah. Popeye he, the Slayer. Kill yourself, Popeye the Slayer, man. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> this is why you need to make you need to, you need to convert your yeah. channel to a fucking power scaling channel. Yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, <laughs> Talk about Popeye's feet. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe if, uh, it would be a pretty good um, April Fool's joke. I'm sure he would be really oh, confused. Yeah. But I'll make my case. I'll make my case for Popeye. I think his golden age powers will far outrank uh, outrank anything that Goku could do. Outrank is probably a, uh, appropriate word too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, the way um, I've always thought about it is that they'd have to have like a um, like a sort of like pissing contest. That's the only way it was good. It would work. They'd have to do like a like feats, you know, like delivering milk and pushing eye um, like anchors or something, and then they'd have like a a fight at the end or something. Uh, it's just basically like a, almost like how they did like the uh, Korean mommy versus Miki Momo. Yeah, it'd be like, a, like almost like Herculean tasks, right? They're like fighting uh, for like the, the the chair of Olympus or something. So they have to do these crazy tasks and compete with each other. Um, I think me and uh, I don't remember. I, I think me and Sai have the same mm-hmm. anime of the year at the moment. I, I legitimately can't remember what else I've watched this year, even though I probably have talked about it on my Patreon. <laughs> like I probably every show I've watched is probably on there, but I can't remember. That's uh, why you, you gotta have that like that list autism going. Like, it's like, yeah, it's like everything. everything. <laughs> you gotta be database filled, like a database brain rotted. Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, it's Pluto. Yeah, same. Oh, yeah, I was watching anime from this year. I mean, the problem with uh, Pluto, which maybe I'll get past, but like, I just look at the compositing and I go, oh, that's fucking nasty, bro. 
like I know my compositing because I do a lot of it in the past when I was doing art stuff. So like, when I just see how like fucking garish that is, I'm like, oh my god, fucking hell. I didn't really. There, there, there were only a few points. There was one scene. I think it's in episode one where it's like, why is this so blue? Yeah, they're clearly outdoors. It's really bright out. Why is the scene blue? Um, yeah, I remember there being a more of an issue with compositing for me the trailer that I didn't notice as much. I mean, there were some mm. moments of it with the uh, show, but. I think maybe it's the O'Hara stuff that seems to be the most egregious because it's like you don't need to shove his, a bunch of shit on top of his stuff. Usually you want to keep it right. quite, quite raw. I know that that was kind of like a thing people were... T- I saw people talking about that on Twitter. Yeah, it's, it's a um, bit much. I mean, I don't know. It might not ruin the show for some people, but sometimes it makes... When I look at some of the compositing, it looks to me a bit unfinished, which made me assume that the show hmm. wasn't like all there. But I think it's actually just a stylistic choice. I would I would assume so, given that... I think they had the people oh, behind the this, scenes this? say that it was a stylistic choice. They were going for something like very real decor, I guess. Yeah, well, specifically, yeah, in terms of like, I mean, I mean, I like how like they use, uh, like they have like very like photorealistic explosions being used. Yeah, and I thought that, that was like, I mean, uh, I mean, for me, yeah, that that definitely feels like a stylistic choice, and I kind of like uh, stuff like that. Certainly makes it feel a bit like a, a bit like um, what would be the term? How I could say it, it makes it look like a Gohan show, like an early Gohan show, like they're sort of the early <laughs> cyberpunk shows. Like the movies. I don't know if I, I don't know if I would say it's that. Yeah, you never seen that one with Pussy Hands? Oh God, I know exactly what you're talking about. I was like, Pussy. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the that because uh, I don't. I think that's an interesting aesthetic, but it's very strong, very garish. Mm-hmm. Like they, but I, I don't think it's like unintentional. Like it's definitely supposed to be that way. But it's, no, it's very I mean the case of something like Gohan's. Yeah. Gohan's is very interesting in the fact oh. that like oh I've said yeah they I'm, don't have I'm a Twitter. Gohan's interest. They don't have a um like a website or anything like that. Yeah, they're kind of an but anomaly. You will know something is a Gohan's show because of how it looks. They they really get that, and I, it's interesting to see that. I feel like those early cyberpunk shows kind of define their aesthetic because they they kind of had like that was the show that really sort of pushes that, and then a lot of their shows afterwards seem to follow on. And just like make it like mm-hmm. far, it, it's almost like every time they they distort it further. So like you had the show, yeah. like this, and it's like this is a gritty sci-fi world reference, a bit, bit, bit like that. And then suddenly it'll be like a normal show will have those aesthetic, and it will just push it. And it's like all right, we're going to push the. I green mean, as far as brand recognition goes, it it's fucking works. Past. Yeah, I mean they are the and you're like the biggest, you know, biggest uh, place in Osaka, right? They're the biggest animation studio. I think, that, stuff, yeah, that like work on their own yeah. stuff. It's, it's interesting. I think, yeah, they handle most of, from what I've read, they handle like uh, most, if not all, their production in house. And the only other studio do. I could think of that really does that um, is like KyoAni. So, hmm. yeah, I mean, it might be that there's some secret outsourcing going, which isn't uncommon in the industry, but it does seem that Maybe, they lose yeah. credit that they do this stuff. Uh, but like, you know, considering where they are from the country, it's possible they've got like a bunch of people who wouldn't otherwise go into They're the just industry. Like, on yeah, side. they're just like soaking up, like uh, you know, all like the Osaka stuff, kind of like how Kyoto just, yeah. Annie just soaks up like the Kyoto town. Just get everything there, and anyone who's kind of like just getting out of art school, ever will come come to the studio if it be. Yeah. What I do find interesting about um, them is I, I was thinking of once making a video called like Goat Hands about them. Goat hands. Oh. Yeah, because uh, I, I wish I just think there's. The problem is I just don't know if there's enough out there. Like it's the kind of thing where I'm like, I need to be able to talk to these people. I need to be able to have a conversation. Be like, what the fuck is yeah. it? What's your deal? Like, like I, yeah, I've been researching into the get, get get the fact that they have no website. Yeah, 
and have a Twitter, any sort of like and social the last media time presence. Anything it about makes them, it hard. Like a whole plagiarism thing. Apparently, they like may may or may not have a plagiarized a couple of designs on a version of a show that's not going to come out anymore. Oh yeah, I remember. They exposed the H bomber guy. That, oh my god! Damn, um, damn, I can't believe it. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, mean, I, mean, I feel like vague. the obvious title for a video like that would just be the Gohan's problem or something. Oh like yeah, that. I could go that way. I was going to call it like Gohan's is the goat or something like that, or Goat Hand, just because I wanted hmm. to give them the opposite effect. Because I feel like it's too easy to assume there's a like, yeah. Everyone, everyone shits on them. And I'm like, I don't know. I think that it, the, I mean, I don't like how stuff like Handshakers <laughs> or W's looks, but I think it's, it's they're still an interesting studio. I feel what's interesting about them is and how. It, complete it is like their their animation directors know yes. what the fuck they're doing because you can tell it they've got they've got free shade hair and it's really detailed hair oh yeah and it's it's all moving and it's moving perfectly and even if you think the rest of it looks weird they obviously it's been corrected properly and is they have a lot should. of very talented mm. animators at the studio yeah. obviously the thing is is that there there are weird choices in terms of storyboarding and compositing so like the yes, start and the end have basically these are like interesting positions with those but again until i can see the storyboards it's hard for me to read how much is that the boards or is that just like how it ended in the end like when it sort of adapted? that's true yeah so it gets the, that's where the question is like one of that i think that um the clip went around and this one really got me interested in a while ago they had that clip of them that guy going up the stairs and i was just like how did they do that and i had to really think about it and i saw some of the original Gengar eventually and i was like oh, okay that's that's how this works, but just I think I think we may have been mm. going through it like that 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 specific yeah. sequence in a in a call, and you showed yeah. me like you can see yeah you can see the there's the, like a scene you can see a like a brief cut yeah they slip uh, between, between the two. two cuts which maybe two different people working yeah. on it is possible or two different like or it could have just gotten caught in the um there's something they're going to fix in the TV version it's really hard to tell but yeah it might be yeah it might be the way. They took the footage, maybe. It might be that... Because it feels like a virtual camera. It feels like they've done some kind of virtual camera thing. And it's possible that the way the original model or whatever they were using to base these shots on... Because it's definitely not rotoscoped. Mm-hmm. It's too it's too weird. No. You can't have done it that way. With that fish lens, it's fucking impossible. I don't know how that... And I'm like, it's, no. well, it's not... They haven't drawn over a 3D, like, actual event. But, like, it could be, like, a really doesn't, rough doesn't 3D. doesn't have that feel either. Yeah, it could be, to me. It feels like there is a three D model of the stairs, and there might be a three D like cube sort of person that is like put in the place of where that person would be, and they might right. just not move very quick. But it might just be for perspective. So they may just be like T posing. They might have like T posing three D model go up the stairs, so they can kind of just figure out roughly where the camera when the cat when they move the camera there, like what it should look like, what the angle is. And that could be where this mishap happens, where there could be some sort of mishap of like a bump, or it could be that yeah, there's two different people working on it and they haven't cleaned it up properly. But yeah, it, there's a lot of frames. It's all on ones, if I remember right. It's basically all ones, which is why it feels so weird because they've like full, they filled in completely with in betweens, so it's like very lucid. So like it it, it moves weirdly. It has all the weird lenses, mm-hmm. but then it also is really smooth. So it's these weird mixes that Gohan sometimes do. And it, the show doesn't always look like that. So there's just like specific instances no. when this happens. Yeah. It was like a, like in the, in the cat show. I mean, it's a, mm. it's a yeah, that one's pretty girl regular. living with a giant cat. And there's like something, that, yeah. you know. I saw a bit of that, actually. It, it, you know, I've watched some of that. So I've, I, I think I'm, I've seen about three or four episodes of it. 
I think I forgot to keep yeah, watching. Parts it. of that will look um it looks parts of that will look uh, pretty good. Yeah. And and then it's and then and then it will just hit you with a weird fish island and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, the first episode especially, because there's like a whole bit with a skateboarder. They just throw it in <laughs> and it's just like, whoa. But I mean it keeps you on your toes. I'll give you that. You say anything about Gohan, yeah. it'll keep you awake. Because it's like something at some point <laughs> something might happen. <laughs> you never know. It's like Look, all, all I'm saying is Gohan's is pushing the envelope. What are all these other studios doing? This, this, uh, this, the cat show also looks a fair bit less garish in terms of like, cause like, yeah, I think it's cause it's based uh, on a, uh, a source material. Yeah. Cause uh, they can't try to keep handshakers and W's both had like this very, um, yeah, they're original shows like harsh gradient. Yes. They have a it, very specific it's, look. It's kind of like a purple green thing going on or like a really harsh color, yeah. but very strong skies, harsh colors, um, a very particular sort of chroma a feel to it. Yeah. Just and yeah, kind of makes it. It's and it almost feels yeah, like, like a texture yeah, of everything. Yeah, it feels like a yeah. The way everything like moves, like an A and V that has like a, a fucking color filter added to it or something. Oh yeah, like like we're watching yeah. TikTok. Yeah, yeah, which is interesting. But like, just the way all the hair yeah. moves, it's so detailed. Oh, oh it's yeah, not it's, wrong. it's it's almost yeah too much motion. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, then there's like this green to blue gradient. Yeah, they do this. The it's, shot. Like, it's like green purple. Like everything in their shows tends to have like a green purple yeah. effect, which again, I think comes from that sci fi movie series they did back in the 2009 to 2011. Right, Marduk Scramble, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. that's the kind of aesthetic that show had. You have no idea what the hell we're talking about, by the way, because there's like no visual context. Uh, it's fine. For you this. can Google it, kids. Can shakers. You can Google it. It's handshakers. a handshaker. It's pretty wacky. If you don't, if you don't know what it is, now you do. Now you can watch it at your own time. 